just when you thought the worst was over. It's time for another Game Punches Bullshot Crossover Spectacular. Let's do this. Hey everybody, welcome to the Bull Punchers Game Pod Game of the Year collaborations for the year 2014. Game Punchers and Bullshot are separate podcasts, but we've joined forces again, the Unholy Alliance, once a year. We do this every January. Was it January last year? It must have yeah, been. I think so. I think it was. It, felt, it feels like it was January. Anyway, and we all get together. Uh, and unite. We normally wouldn't. We unite, kind of. Possibly we sit close to each other, virtually, and talk about games. Right? M- move over. Shh. How you want to get down on this? I'm just going to write some stuff. Oh, in. great. I'm now we have two table. people sitting next to the furnace. That's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cold. All right. So, I think what we're going to do is... Yeah, I already briefed you chaps ahead of time. But what we're going to do, we got... Obviously, we got five games of the year per person. Oh, I should mention that Dave's not here. We have... There's a gag in there somewhere. There's a what? A gag? Dave's what, not here. Dave's not here? Yeah. Oh, I don't know what it is, though. I don't either. All right, so anyway, introducing everybody. We have Jim Plackey, a.k.a. Plackey. Oh, hi. Good oh, to be hi. back. <laughs> it's great to have you on. Great to have you on. I didn't play uh, any video games in 2014. But it's I'm so happy we have you on the show. So, <laughs> you fit the right show to be on. <laughs> this is great. So uh, Next up, we have Brendan Sarix, a.k.a. Jesus Fish, or just Fish. Finally. Or Jay. Oh, sh- no, no. I have a joke here. I have a bit here. Now you've Do ruined it. it. I was, was going to say that we've, f- that we've finally evolved the Game Punchers podcast to its final form, which is all lists. <laughs> it's all lists all the time. We've done away with what we've been playing and news. It's just going to be lists from here on out. That's it. Not even a Buzz quiz. Not even punchers. a quiz. At some point, it'll be our top ten favorite lists that we've done. <laughs> top five games but, of 2014 and you won't believe what happens next <laughs> each one's a separate podcast and you gotta click on the next one game and developers that's, and that's a video him. you have to watch <laughs> oh, you won't right. believe what okay. he says at nine minutes in and then the other yeah look at that okay so the other person we normally would have here is Dave aka Dave <laughs> uh, and he's not here what? Aren't you Dave too? I can't remember his reason. Everyone oh, in his house is sick. Sickly child. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, he can't be with us, but he did hand over his top five to all of us in secret, private messages. Each one of us has a different top five entry that we will read out on his behalf. Um, and, okay, and you know, you all know us, I'm presuming. You know John. We got John here. John LaValle. We have... Fraser, Fraser Moores. Yeah. Oh, long time listener, first time talker. What? What's up? What's up? you. And then you have me, Steve. So, uh, so without further ado, let's Steve go. Pendant first Pendant. section. <laughs> Shush. AKA. AKA. Say, you know it. Anal McCainal. What was it? No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. <laughs> That's even better, though. I mean. Anal McCainal. We just. The iterations are better every time. 
it was anal canal. Like a fine wine, your porn name it gets better every time. The anal or the name? Well, because that's kind of my thing. All right, so wait, which one? Yeah, I'll tell you later, John. All right, okay, so we've got we got three sections to this show that I can see. Um, we have the first section right now is the top five. Everyone's got, got a top five for 2014. We're going to go through those. Everyone's top five. Then everyone's top four, blah, 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 blah. Once we eliminate all those, then we're going to go to uh, top three most anticipated titles. And we're going to do the same thing, round Robin there. I and the last wait. thing we're going to cover... <laughs> you can't wait for what? For us, it's, I'm anticipating us talking about yeah. anticipated games. That's the joke. It wasn't a good one. It wasn't a good one. It was not a good joke. Yeah, no. He's usually better than this. I'm sorry. It's just warming up. So, and then after that, we've got Biggest Disappointments for 2014. Which will all be the same game for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) I really think that that's true. We discussed this at dinner last night. Yeah, it's like, I think everyone's going to pick. like, I think everyone's going to pick the same game. (laughs) I think we should, when we say it, we should all count to three and just say it. Just say it. Yeah, because <laughs> counting is our right. strong suit. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it may be. We don't know that yet. When we play it back, we could be the best counters ever. That's true. Synchronized counting. We could have that shit nailed Do down. Do we say it on know. click? Yeah. <laughs> all right. <We> stop recording. <laughs> you, you it's open like the, the Sopranos. Kimono. And the most disappointing just, is... It's just like... <laughs> Thank you. All right, so let's go. Let's get right into it, gents. Okay, serious business. All right, let's the, do it. Let's do this. Okay, so top five. Number five, I'm going to start at the very top in the order in which you are introduced. So, Fish, your top five, number five. Pike, Pike was introduced first. Yeah, it's true. But was he? Ahead. Oh, yeah, on my list. Of, <laughs> <laughs> the wrong way. Sorry. Hit us with, hit us with not alien isolation. <laughs> no, no, it's you, Jim. It's you. Is it? I'm, are you, you're gonna let me go first? Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna default to you. You're the, you're the elder. Okay. Um. Uh, so just a preface uh, to my top five. Uh, I hardly played any video games in 2014. I when I went to go make this list, I hadn't even played ten games, so it wasn't hard to find five games. Uh, <laughs> any game with a narrative, I did not finish in 2014. Um. So, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't want to consider myself much of a... I, I don't know. This list is just my five favorite games. It's nothing serious, nothing hardcore, because well, I didn't finish anything, so... Well, I don't oh. think any of us have finished everything that's on our lists, right? I mean, I know I haven't, for sure. Well, I just want to... I don't want anyone to think that this list is some sort of authoritative... Like, oh, don't worry, you didn't. I, yeah, I don't think. I don't think anyone was, <laughs> okay. think anyone no, was, was no. assuming that anyway. We're not going to hold you to account here. All right, so here we go. My Wait a minute, Jim hands. said. Uh, my number five game of 2014 is Mario Kart 8. Oh, um, interesting. It's Mario Kart, but in HD, and it was fun, and they had cool cars, and there was the Nintendo characters, and they drove cars, and I had fun playing it, and I. Uh, I hadn't played Mario Kart, and I didn't play the DS version, I didn't play the 3DS version. Is there a speed? Yeah, um, yeah yes. there is, yeah. I hadn't played a Mario Kart game in a while, so it was fun to get back into, and it made me feel like a kid again. Um, and I, I think I'm it. not back where you are with that, because I, I don't think I've played one since 64. 
Yeah, I, it'd been a really long time since I played a Mario Kart game, so it was um, it was cool to get in there and, and play a, a new Mario Kart game. I thought it was really well done. I liked the YouTube integration stuff and um, right. so much thought to the world, like the sponsors and the the you saw the camera, the camera cloud turtles yeah. and stuff. I don't know. It was it's neat. It's a lot of fun. It gave me an excuse to turn my Wii U on in 2014. I liked yeah, it. I'd have to agree with that. And yeah, we've had. Um, sorry, no, no, go, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Fraser. No, after you, sir. <laughs> no, I was just—I no. was going to say that, like the the first time in a while that I've been like that, I've looked at DLC. I don't own the game, but first time in a while I've looked at DLC and gone, "Oh, that's really cool." Like, if I would own, if I owned this game, I would want that DLC, as opposed to just being like, "Oh, so it's like kind of another side mission in the story that I've already beaten that like I don't really care about." Cool. You know, like, it was really, it was, like, meaningful, like, Link and stuff like that. People that have never been in a Mario Kart game. Kind of really expanding that, making kind of a Smash Brothers-esque roster for for right. Mario Kart. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, we've hovered over the buy button for that, definitely. <laughs> I have done everything in my power to not buy that. It's tough. You're it's better tough, man than I. It, it, um, yeah, that, it's just, we've been playing it in the last week or two, and it's just so slick and well done, and it's polished, and... I, I don't even know what the YouTube integration is. I didn't even know that was there. But it's, you know, it. I've I've spoken about it in the last few weeks. It may be not my really my cup of tea right now, but I can see it for what it is. It's a fantastic piece of software. It's so well done. I totally agree with Fraser. It's just I I have never enjoyed a Mario Kart game ever, and I don't know. I don't. Maybe I'm broken inside. Maybe I'm incapable of love. <laughs> but I've never enjoyed I'm, a Mario Kart game. I don't know. If maybe. Oh, maybe is the right word. <laughs> <laughs> Although you All still right. live with that goddamn dog, so you must love you love something. It's unconditional from the dog. Yeah. It's unconditional for that fucking dog. He feeds the dog. <laughs> I hope for that dog. Do you still call him sir? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, listen, yes, paper. Never stop doing that. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. He has about it's eighty most... He has about eighty it's... different names. It's the most used uh, phrase in his house. <laughs> sir, sir, excuse me, sir. You're not supposed to be eating that, sir. Amazing. He's right, it's sad because he's right. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so, Jim, number five, Mario Kart 8 2. Nice. Okay, next, Fish. What is your number five? Well, I also turned on my Wii U this year for a uh, family-friendly <laughs> game. Uh, my number five is Bayonetta 2 by the fine folks over at Platinum Games. It's that family fun, family appropriate uh, <laughs> Devil May Cry clone. Um, yeah. I, man, Platinum Games, they just, they understand fun and spectacle in a way that just very few studios do. I would say Kojima understands as well as they do, but I, man, I don't know very many others. Like, the first level in Bayonetta to is you fighting angels on top of a F-15 fighter as it's careening <laughs> through New York while, like, these horrible stereotypes of people yell at you from the ground. Like, I... I like, they're, it's just it's just so much fucking fun. And, and it's not any... It's not a whole lot better than Bayonetta 1. In fact, I probably... I think I prefer Bayonetta 1. I just... I spent so much time with Bayonetta 1. But, like, it's just more Bayonetta 1. And it's just... Like, it's just... An incredible... Like, I get excited playing it. And there's very few games where I'm, like, genuinely excited while I'm playing it. So, yeah, I, I mean... And again, it made me turn on my Wii U. Something that no game released in the last two years has made me do. So, 
It's the it's the game I bought the Wii U for, and I I do not regret it in the least. It is a tremendous amount of fun. This is intriguing. I haven't picked it up. Haven't even considered picking it up. Did you like? You didn't like the first one, though, right? Well, that, I I liked what I played, but I got to a point where it got it required too much of me, and I just put it down. I was like, okay, I'm done with Bayonetta. Really, don't need to go back. There was nothing pulling me back, but I I like the idea of this nonsense. The oh, nonsense is what draws me in. It is, and it is just like it is just the worst kind, the worst kind of best nonsense. They're the best kind of worst nonsense. Like it is just <laughs> like it's just it, it, it is very much like oh, so this is what Japanese people think Italian gangsters are like. Okay, <laughs> I see. Oh, this is what Japanese people think black people are like. Okay, <laughs> I see. It's my favorite one. I mean, <laughs> like it is. It is like the the like and and everything that like Arthur Geis wrote for Polygon. Absolutely true. Like that game, that game's camera objectifies Bayonetta in ways that offended my wife. So like, I, mean, like I, I don't, I like, I can't defend it in any other way other than to say it's fun. The only and, way you can defend it is I'm by in. making sure it was number five. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. That's right. It would have been higher, but that right. But but camera. but but when she when she looked over the list, she was like, "You were not putting this any higher than number five. Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, "I'm sorry." Well, now, now that you're married, she does own half your list. It's true. <laughs> That's how that works. It's true. <laughs> wow, but I mean, the fact that it's just on there at all. Amazing. It's great. Dude, a Wii that, U game game. Is, that game is... And it's not a first-party game, either. No, well, I mean, I guess technically well, they, it is. they paid for it. They paid for it. Like, that's the only reason that game exists. Oh, well, Sega was like, is. we don't have any money for this. We're not going to make it. And Nintendo's like, fuck it, we'll make it. Make us another kid's game, too. And they're like, alright, we've got this Mighty 101 game that we've been... Yeah, do that, too. <laughs> We'll pay yeah. for that as well. Yeah, I was just going to mention the wonderful 101 because I rented that the other day, and it, from the library, from the library, and Good old library, it's not grabbed me. But I keep I I'm I'm Everyone not finished with it. I'm not finished with it yet because yeah, everybody says if you give it the time, it opens up itself to you later on and proves to be one of the most you know phenomenal games. It's like a tie hooker, really, in that respect. Well. Uh, <laughs> Once you open it up, I will. Okay. Give, yeah, well, we give it time and it'll open it up on its own. I don't. Ten dollars to you if you can tell me what that story's about. One for one on one. They can be Canadian or American. Uh, well, it's a band of superheroes or something. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That, that, and you're the okay. one. You're the one I won. Yeah, and you're there's, the one bad, that I won. there's definitely bad. I was flying again. I was flying through a city at one point. Yeah, on I don't something. Know. Like, I combined all these people into a big sword and things. I mean, it's platinum games all over again. It's just like... <laughs> yeah, it's it, like, I'm, I'm in the same boat. Like, I, I own it, and I want to get into it, because everyone says, like, once you understand it for what it is and, like, exploit that, it's incredible. Right. But, man, I spent, like, 25 minutes with it. I was like, all right, so I'm a sword. That's that's cool, guys. Yeah, I'm not this done is, with it, though. Like, I am going to I'm gonna crack it. It's just it's a question It's like The Sims through... Uh, through their game. Yeah, right. exactly. I don't it's, know. I have to feed kind of him, and then the he sense. turns into a sword. It's weird. Yes. He, but, he, but he can only turn into a sword as long as his bladder's empty. If he has to pee, we have to take care of that first. <laughs> and any game that makes me use the touchpad, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Nintendo. Bad news. That is not a thing that's going to ever happen to me. It's not really a touchpad so much as it's a pushpad. That's the trouble. Yeah. you got to apply pressure to that. Thing. Well, no, with the Wonderful 101, like, like you kind of have to use the stylus, don't you, Phrase? Uh, like because you have to draw the sword, don't you? No, no, you can. I think you can do it with the thumbstick. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, you can. But get there's away an option with it. to do it with the thing. I'm not right. sure. The thing with the thing. Yep. The thing with the thing in the place. All right, cool. Bayonetta, Bayonetta two. two, fantastic. Thumbs That's, up. 
the fact that it's five on your all you know best games of the year that's that's not strong. Not a surprise, actually. No, and no, right. he's not surprised by that. No, that was, that was, I knew that was coming. I you have higher, haircuts, actually. guns, and tits. <laughs> Airplanes. Number five. All right. Dave. Who's got Dave's number five? Oh, I do. All right. Let's hear what Dave had for number five. Uh, Dave's number five is... You never know what it's going to be with Dave. I know. It could be anything. Oh, you guys are going to like this one. Odin Sphere. What are you? Number five. The Evil Within. Return, this is what he says, Return of Survival Horror felt desperate as a player, in parentheses, hard to accomplish, uh, makes me optimistic for the genre again. Really? I felt desperate to quit that game as quickly as possible. (laughs) I I know Fraser's loving it, and I just, I, I played, I don't know. Is he though? He sounded like you were going a bit stale. No, lately. No, no not at all. No, no. no. I no, am last full, episode full I listened tilt. to. I have been uh, frustrated beyond belief this weekend because both nights my kids decided they want to sleep in the basement, so I haven't been able to play it. I want to. I'm so close to finishing it. I just want to get it done. And then got to put your foot down, man. Yeah, it's your house, <laughs> Razor. They live under your roof. Yeah, okay, guys. Right. Bring that goon hand down. <laughs> Excuse me, I have to go cook for my dog. Just give me a second. I'll be right back. <laughs> It's, uh, but, um, yeah, it's great. It's, it's, it, you know, uh, what was, uh, sorry, uh, Jim, what did he say? What what was, um, Dave's quote there? That it um, made him feel desperate. Made you feel makes desperate? Him, yeah, and made him optimi- optimistic for the genre. Yeah, I mean, it does, it's, it's the sort of game when you start playing it, if you think that you can go full tilt into this game, you are going to get punished beyond belief. And it's not until about sort of the halfway point and and beyond that you start to feel some confidence in your playstyle, and the thing will still punish you. Um, but I've just enjoyed it all the way through; I haven't stopped. With that said, I wonder if his most anticipated game is Silent Hills. I don't think he gave mm. us. I didn't get. He did not. He didn't give us anticipated. I. Uh, but Silent Hills. Do you mean good. PT? Yeah. Okay. I don't want to spoil the surprise that that's not a 2015 game. I kind of don't think it is either. No. No, sir. Are you saying that uh, uh, Guillermo del Toro and Kojima can't uh, time, make a timely game? Guillermo uh, del Toro is currently filming yeah. Pacific Rim 2, and that's where all of his energy, creative energy should be going. Did you not play Insane? No one played Insane. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Not, right. not a person. <laughs> but that's not, that's not del Toro's fault. That's kind of THQ's yeah. fault. Well, whatever. They should have had more money. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, Deep Deep Silver was like, "You want to sell us what? No, no, we'll just we'll just take the uh, the zombie games from you. It's fine." Deep Silver said, "We'll take everything that's under half a million dollars." <laughs> All right, Evil Within, interesting choice. Psycho Break, Psycho Break. All right, John. Steve. What you got? What you got? Number five. All right. My number five, um, I actually gave to a pair of iOS games. Oh, you motherfucker. I Here knew you would do this shit. I, here we go. Here we go. You can't bundle these. This isn't the app store, John. <laughs> well, it's only 99 cents to give them into my top five. So. All right, fair enough. All right. Yeah. Does it it have a, do I have some sort of in-app purchase here where I can get another game? <laughs> well, for one of them, uh, Monument Valley is part of my number five. Uh, part of your number five. Part of my number five. They're, ha- well, they're half games. Wow. They're short. Um, but, I mean, the level design was great with the MC Escher puzzles. Um, and I think for a game without any sort of dialogue, there's a lot of heart between the two characters in the game. Um, and just 
really, really well done. Um, I think everybody here played it, right? Yeah, I love that. Love that damn game. Yeah. Um, and then the other one is uh, Framed. I don't know if any of you guys played Framed. Talk I about did. It. Yeah. I heard about it and you told us about it, but I have not played it. So Framed I've been following for a little while because it popped up at a couple of um, sort of indie events. And uh, it's essentially, um, they take the what resembles a comic book panels and you you know you'd have to change the panels around for the scene to play out appropriately so the whole plot is you're trying to get this guy who's stolen a briefcase to evade the police and, and escape in every single page so um it's a puzzle in a way because you, you, know, you see him come down the stairs and then there might be a cop there so you got to see where you have to move different things around um and it's a lot of you know trial and error but it was really really well done and uh, you can move them as they're running so you can move the panels around before they get to each each panel um just it's super fluid the graphics are great um but yeah i mean it's it was short but it was really well done hmm. i was i was afraid you were going to say clash of clans and no. it's going to be i was going to tanks all over again <laughs> 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 all right fraser moors what you got uh, well, you know what? Um, I was just about to type something derogatory about John in there as a, as a touchscreen game because it's, it's po- I think this could possibly be a touchscreen game, but I, I did play it on my PlayStation. Uh, it's The Wolf Among Us. Ah, interesting. Okay. okay. Yeah, I was wondering but... when the first. Uh, was it? Is it Take Two? No, it's Travel's Tale. Travel's Tale? Tale. 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 It's the other TT. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Traveler's Tale is the uh, Sonic 2. The games. Lego. Right. Yeah. So I had. Um, I don't know. There was there was a, like, I was contesting a few for my number five spot, but I ended up going with this one. And probably, you know, in terms of, I I never got on with um, the Walking Dead for shame, and I know I'll probably incur the ire of John for that. But I, I just wasn't interested in the IP, and uh, you know, the formats of the games they do they they make these games so well. They're they're slick. They're polished. They're you know, it just needed an IP that I gave a crap about, and and The Wolf Among Us was that. I really enjoyed it. Um, I loved the IP. I thought, you know, the way it was drawn was fantastic. The way it looked, the colors, it just popped out at you. It, the the voice acting was superb. The first sort of one of the first scenes where you meet um, Mr. Toad, and he's sitting there swearing with his English accent or whatever. I just thought it was tremendous. And I know I never wanted to put them down, and I was lucky enough I had all five ready to play and just played through the whole thing. Um, and then it led me on to going and reading a whole slew of the graphic novels. I ended up reading about 15 graphic novels on the trot. So, you know, what that, that opened up a door for me of, of entertainment, which, I, which was just great. So, And I'm not interested in Borderlands. I'm not interested in... I'm interested in what they do with the Minecraft one. Uh, for obvious reasons, I'm interested in that, but... Because I just you can't it, imagine I, a way that they would make a Minecraft story. You know what? I can. I have my kids reading Minecraft books. I have them running around doing Minecraft stories. Oh, All no they kidding. do is watch Minecraft things on YouTube. So it's it's you know I, I expect it and I expect they'll have some way of doing it and it'll be good. So but I, but you know the Wolf Among Us. I thought it was great. I loved it and I nearly paid attention to the story the whole way through, which is a, which is a <laughs> testament to it. If you know my level of uh, attention I have for games and stories, which is not much. So there you go. All right. <clears throat> nice. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, it was definitely my top ten. Yeah. Not my top five. I didn't play it. <laughs> Along with a few other games. <laughs> Along with everything else that you guys have talked about. I'll, I'll tell you, Fraser, <laughs> I will share your secret shame. I could not. Gonna, I played two and a half episodes of The Walking Dead and was just like, I don't care. Yeah. I just don't care. About yeah. Those people. Well, that's exactly zombies. it. 
Yeah, you know, zombies are played to death. I don't care about The Walking Dead. That was, that was a good one, Dad. But the whole premise of... <laughs> I'm going back. I'm going back to, the, back to it just quickly, but the whole premise behind... You know how the Wolf Among Us was structured as as a storyline. You know, John. I think John, you were the first person to introduce me to it. You know, with all these fairy tales living in New York, mm-hmm. having to keep their powers a secret, but still, you know, it was just neat. It was, just mm-hmm. diff- it was different. Yeah, they call it. They call it, Don't they call it glimmer? Right? Yeah, no glamour. 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 Sorry, I got destiny on the brain. <laughs> Boy, I wonder where that shows up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm eagerly curious. That's my, that's my number eleven. Curious. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Does that just yeah. mean it's number right. one twice? Should we give a quick? Uh, <laughs> should we go give a quick nod to Stu Leck, who's in the chat, giving it uh, the, heck, sure. the heckler in there, and then DN World. I'm not sure who that is, but uh, that's, welcome. That's Danny. He's Dan, a he's a go. bullshit <clears throat> listener. Dan's World. It's a Dan's World. All right. My number five is Wolfenstein, The New Order. For, I guess, for no other reason. I mean, there's plenty of reasons, but the biggest reason is that developer machine games just achieve the impossible. They made an intriguing Wolfenstein game in 2014. Yep. I would have thought that impossible, frankly. But they managed to do it. I'd still I tell you know. it's impossible, but they did it anyway. <laughs> exactly. Like it, I just, it, it doesn't make any sense that that game's any good. I mean, they. they I'm uh, a real quick. I'm an hour into that game and I hate it. Yeah, well, the first hour oh, is a little, listen. It's the first hour is a little, weird. little rough. It is. Are you on the beach yet? You're on the beach. Yes. You haven't even. Got in, you got to get into the that's... future. Get to 1960. 1960 uh, is where okay. that game becomes much better okay, than yeah. the game you're playing right now. All right. Yeah. All right. There's a whole. Like horror-stricken element in the beginning, oh, so yeah. to get through all that shit, and then, yeah, then it starts kind of getting into the meat potatoes. I don't know, it, right? Right from, I mean, even the aesthetics of the the new cover art, their new typeface for for Wolfenstein, like you know, white letters on a red back, black silhouettes like Resistance. I mean, very modern approach to it. They somehow took Blaskovich, kind of. Retained his, like, meathead and, like, you know, very wide neck. The elements there, basically, from the original. Transported him into this story that, you know, future Nazis taking over the world, and they sell it. And I couldn't tell you exactly how they sell it, because, like, from minute to minute, that thing's a spoof, really. Yeah, they somehow, in a lot of ways. They almost softened him up a bit, didn't they, without softening him up? Yeah, I mean, he's very much... They took the They gave the him a lot to worry about, is the thing. They took the archetype of the meathead, I'm going to go into the room, guns blazing, and they took that archetype and it's like, okay, now we're going to craft a person on top of that. Yeah. And, like, there's, like, a genuine... He's not very smart, he's not very bright, but, like, he loves and he cares and he, like, understands, you know, the situation. Like, he he has this, like, veteran... I don't know. It, I, it, fuck that game. I love that game. Yeah, I that'll mean, when, appear when later he... on my list. Box ah, quote. Interesting. Like when he um, meets the uh, old—I can't remember her name—but she's like the leader of the resistance. Yeah, the, the best, older lady, the best character in the entire fucking game. I yeah, and they're name. just like they're like uh, exchanging war wounds or something in the time that it's taken since they last met each other or saw each other. That stuff is just incredible. And of course, you know, now you've been through half of that shit with him. He's got a metal plate in his head, had all kinds of horrific shit happen to him. Um, it's, it's just amazing how they sold a preposterous idea in 2014, really old game, 
I don't think there's any other game that's kind of been pulled into the present from so long ago that's actually succeeded like no, this game has. No, nothing like that. I mean, you know, I mean Doom 3 tried, those... but that was 10 years ago oh, still. Well, yeah, exactly. And the thing is, most most of the time when someone attempts like a remake or a reimagining, it's usually a lot of fan service, and it's way too aware of what it has to be, and that gets in the way of what it can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas in Wolfenstein's case, that's they just made a fucking great game. They made a great game. Um, yeah, I, I hope to see more from machine games in the future. I think Bethesda showed a little bit of wisdom there on uh, publishing that, this for them. It's that Starbreeze pedigree, man. Those guys, they Starbreeze, yeah, it's all Starbreeze, dude. They're like they're the new uh, Clover, or I guess what was that originally? <laughs> Capcom Team B or whatever, right? The that formed Platinum and a ton of other studios. But like, yeah, I know. I mean, Starbreeze birthed Wolfenstein. Well, or they yeah. move, move machine gun devs, and they also birthed the the brothers developers. Like that's right. that, those are both ex Starbreeze guys. Yeah, I, I read an article about with the uh, with developers this afternoon. Actually, I don't, why would I possibly do that? Um, and uh, one of the things he was saying on there, there's a point in the game, and this might be a slight spoiler there for uh, for Jim. Um, where you have to or make where anyone you, else listening. Yeah, no, but, you know what? <laughs> no one that else game, listens. That well, me because I haven't May. played it either. That game but, came out in May. But there's uh, there's stuff. a point probably quite quite early on in the game um, where you make a choice between someone and someone. And so I, I'm not trying to spoil it, but Steve and um, Brendan will know what I'm talking about. I can't remember. It's uh, the, it's the first. It's the. It's, it's a death, choice. Death's head makes you make that choice right at the end. Of yeah. The oh, sh- yeah, okay, yeah, I do know that one. And apparently, I didn't realize that. I mean, I made my choice, but I figured that, that well, my choice was just it played out as it was meant to be played out. But apparently that choice totally affects yep. the guidance you get throughout the game. It's it's, it's it? completely different. It's almost a completely different story. Different and characters, everything. Those two characters, in or, in or out of the game, represent... Your play style, having you you having made that sort of choice. This is the level that they've thought about it, right? And, oh my damn! And, I had no idea. And if you choose one of the guys who's quite an overbearing, overbearing type of guy to save, which is the one I chose, then that shows you're leaning towards a more sort of I want to be guided and and right. guided by a father figure on how to get this. I have you know what are we saying? I have father issues. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? Talking I, about I don't know. But anyway, you know, I, I, you know, under just, the bridge. Let's, under the let's, bridge. Let's, <laughs> let's table this and let's talk about your daddy issues. But uh, <laughs> bye guns, bye guns. But uh, you know, and then uh, but this is the level that, that this guy discusses, and this is just a sort of a paragraph in this interview with him. The level that they took and an amount of care over crafting the game, you know, which I had no idea. Before right. I played it, it's just phenomenal. They did such a great job with it. Nice, yeah, fantastic game. Definitely deserves to be number five on my list. Um, it ousted uh, for for a while here today, right up until I don't know, just before we started recording. Everlove, Dark Souls, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Everlove, Dark Souls Two was my number five. Oh, but in wow. the end, I was like, mm. wow. Next gen might get its uh, might get its its time. Again. You're thinking of revisiting know. that, are you? Oh yeah, I'm definitely getting the the new one. Yeah, the. the well, you have to buy it version. twice. Well, of course, and I have to buy it at top price. <laughs> well, yeah, I need but, that up-res next-gen HDFI. HDFI, yeah. It's, who doesn't? Crazy. All right, number fours. We're on the number fours now. Let's start with Jim. Number uh, four. My number four, all by itself, somehow, is Monument Valley. 
You don't want to pair that with anything? You could have gotten... You could have... Listen, you you could have paid another 99 cents and put something else on there. Uh, If I knew it was a two-for-one deal, I would have done it, but... um, yeah, apparently. Well, next apparently, time, check cheap-ass uh, gamers before you make any fucking lists. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, number four is Monument Valley. It's, I mean, there isn't a mo- there wasn't a more stunning, visually attractive, fun puzzle game on the iPad in 2014. Um, it's great. It's great, I- and it looks awesome, and every time you figure out a puzzle, you go, holy shit, I'm an idiot. Why didn't I try that the first time? And... Uh, it only gets better. It it's not impossible, which is also awesome because it keeps feeding you that feeling of you're the smartest person in the world because you figured out how to turn something. You're like, oh, I can turn this thing. I'm the right. genius. I bet no one else figured this out. Uh, and we've seen and these kinds of puzzles before in plenty of games. Like, yeah, there was um, like what was the was it Echo? Echo Chrome? Echo Chrome. Echo Chrome. Thank you. Yeah. And then we also had that weird shadow section in like God of War Three that was very similar as oh, well. Yeah. Remember that weird shit that oh, happened? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. There's something about like isometric 3D structures that just. I will never get tired of those things. It's like the Marble Madness, Echoes of Marble Madness, all the way down. Like these weird. Like abstract structures uh, in this bizarre kind of, you know, like abstract rule sets. No really good uh, earthly earthbound reasons to be doing these things, and yet, you know, strange things suspended in nowhere. Looks gorgeous. It's it's hard to not want it when you see the screenshots. When you're just looking through, hmm, maybe I should get this. Maybe I should get that. And then you scroll over to Monument Valley and like shit. That looks fine. It did look amazing. Was on my it list does until that greedy dev decided to charge more for DLC. Was ninety cents? Was it ninety nine? Greedy was dev, you already got my money. I should get updates for free forever. And then for ask for now. more money for a World AIDS Day level. <laughs> Jerks, assholes. <laughs> Wear a condom. God. <laughs> Give me your puzzles for free. <laughs> for free. All right, fish. What's your number four? So this is where we get into the kind of addressing the email we'll read later. But um, if you were to say, what is the game you played the most in 2014, or the game you spent the most money on, or a thousand <laughs> other thousand other things that like you, you would go, oh, well, that's probably your game of the year. It's not. It's my number four game, which is Hearthstone. Um, I played a lot of Hearthstone in 2014. Spent a lot of money on Hearthstone in 2014. I watched a lot of Hearthstone in 2014. Uh, I think Hearthstone... Fish's bachelor party was us playing Hearthstone. That's, that's, <laughs> in 2014. In 2014. That's all you needed to say. That's the only case you needed that, to there was, there was some There was some Hearthstone played at my bachelor party, that's true. Um, yeah, I that game... I I played Magic um, before it was cool. And, yeah. Uh, because that's what you did. Hey, and, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. It was never cool. <laughs> it's still not cool. In fact, I'd say it's less cool now than it was when we were playing it, like, a lot. So technically, it's still before it was cool. Yeah, right so now. yeah, no, so you can still get in on the ground floor, guys. <laughs> it's going to blow uh, up real soon. And, um, I don't know, I, there's something about, I mean, I we played a lot, Placky and I played the stupid Lord of the Rings collectible. That game. was not a stupid game, it was amazing. <laughs> That Sorry, just wasn't amazing. cool. <laughs> no, that <laughs> that was even less. One, cool one would that. argue that our relationship was fostered over the over tables of Lord of the Rings 
card, uh, collectible card game. Yeah, so, I, I didn't I didn't know you before we started playing Lord of the Rings. Yeah, so um, I like collectible card games, uh, Blizzard games, Blizzard. and <laughs> and and Hearthstone is just like it's it has it has all of the the Blizzard Blizzard <laughs> has all the uh, all that uh, all the ups there. I don't know, like I, it has that polish. It has the production, and it's it's very well thought out. It's easy to master or easy to learn, hard to master. All you know, like all the buzzwords that you'd want to put on the back of a box. Like that's that's that uh, that's what it is. It's all those phrases. And um, I don't know. I really, I really enjoyed Hearthstone. It just, it wasn't, it wasn't the best game I played all year, but it's certainly the game I played the most. I can tell you, every time I turned on Hearthstone, the Jesus Fish was playing Hearthstone. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> Anytime I opened anything Blizzard. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, number four, Hearthstone. Five, Very seven. good. Cool. All right, who has Dave's number four? I have Dave's number four. Let's have it. Dave's number four is Wolfenstein, The New oh, Order. Oh, what does he say about it? Dave says, Dave writes in. <laughs> <laughs> Long time listener. Uh, he says that uh, the game is true to the series and adding to that tired setting with amazing character portrayal, fun gameplay most of the time, and BJ felt like a real person for once. True. The, like BJ, like right? BJs do. All right. I mean, that's pretty much echoes what we were saying. In less words, but yes. Mm-hmm. That's the idea behind it. Yeah, Great you, game. Yeah. Dear Panther, I never thought this would happen to me. But Good Wolfenstein is my Dave. number four game. Wolfenstein. All right. John! Yes. My number four is also Hearthstone. There we go. Wow. Yeah. Christ, here we go. Uh, I don't think I played or watched... And I didn't have a bachelor party <laughs> in 2014 <laughs> uh, as much as Fish. But, um, yeah, I played a bunch of it. I think, you know, Fraser and I in the beginning of the year. Steve, we couldn't get to be one of us for too long in that one. No. Um, it was it, – it, it's magic light. He just had to be Steve Pendenberry. Yes. Um, Anal but, <laughs> My station. Um, but, no, it's, it, it's a great game. It's – Definitely one of those trading card games for people who don't really know trading card games. Um, you know, easy, like like Fred said, easy to, easy to learn, hard to master. Um, and once it was on iPad, it was that much better because you could play it anywhere. Um, and should be on phone, so there might be some more. Because I don't really touch my iPad anymore. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, it's just phones, I think. yeah, they delayed it I think till this year, which is good. Yeah, well, there's a lot of shit around the sides of the border that they probably need to get. A- get rid of to port it to phones right yeah i think it struggles a little bit on my ipad mini like i prefer to play it on the pc so they, mm-hmm, right. they're definitely gonna have to dampen it down a bit i think yeah it's definitely much more fluid on the pc i have um i have the first generation mini as well and it was slightly sluggish it wasn't anything too crazy but um just in comparison to when you're playing on the computer or if you have a newer ipad uh, right with all the rams all the rams so all many rams, rams. That right. metal. That metal. Sorry, what were we talking about? I'm playing Hearthstone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, so Hearthstone, number f- your number four. Four. Fraser, what's your number four? Uh, my number four is Shadow of Mordor. Oh, interesting. More four. Yeah, I mean, we've. It's a game that's been talked about a lot. 
I just liked today. It was one of one of the few games, even though I'm one, one who champions not to pre to uh, pre purchase any games. Um, I got such a good deal on it. I thought I'd just buy it a couple of weeks before. I, I you know what? I got caught up in the hype because so the, suddenly the reviews were out a week before it was being released, and they were just saying, you know, this thing's come out of no come out of left field, and it's absolutely fantastic. So I thought, yeah, I'm going to get it, and it was great. I just loved it. Um, I haven't finished it. I, it's still on my list to finish. Once I push aside a couple of other games, um, I am going to get it finished. But um, I mean, people have heard about it a hundred times. The the um, you know the battle the, the Batman style fighting in it is fun. It's just fun to go around and kick the crap out of orcs, uh, you know. And then that coupled with the um, oh god, help me out. What's that system called? The, the uh, Nemesis system. Yep. It's just it's fascinating the way that works. Um, and you just generally it's one of those few games where you're not playing other people and yet you're developing genuine hatreds against something else but this time really but this time it's not people that. yeah they I, I think it's a combination of like how they present the hierarchy of the orcs to you and the fact that like each one of them so like you can get right down into the pores of these characters, like mm-hmm. find out exactly what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are, and those evolve over time as well, depending on what happens to them. Uh, and then their power goes up, and then there's power struggles amongst orcs, and after a while you'll start encountering these ones, and of course there's always the asshole one that interrupts a fight with another one, and they start getting a reputation in your mind. And before you know it, you've built these like very, very, I mean, uh, 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 very... Uh, opposite and uh, aggressive relationships with these orcs but you get so familiar with them after a while it's like you get you're so used to the structure and you're like oh that asshole oh this asshole oh it's that asshole yeah for sure and and then but it and I think uh, every one of them has their own um, has their own look like the visual um, variety is amazing like from orc to orc to orc not a single one of them is the same yeah. Um, it was great. It's very fresh with just the the voices and you know the encounters and it just well, it's all presentation is the big deal on that one. It's like um, you know you look at an orc and then it'll zoom in on that orc and then you get like deep voice get mooglish or whatever. Like you'll say the orc's name and then you get a chance to kind of observe the orc and kind of gather intel on that orc when it's time to call a chief out then it makes a big deal out of it the camera zooms away you see the the orc walking through all the other orcs are chanting its name it's a big deal it's all about the presentation in that game and they do a masterful job of keeping the focus on orc bothering which which is the whole goal yeah yeah there's just something with it and and you know we've said this a a few times and how it's sort of the game i don't know why it doesn't See, this is what I know. I've got. I haven't got long to go in it. I can get it finished. I know that all I need to do. I don't feel compelled to go play it, which has always been an oddity with this game. I'm the same. I, I don't feel compelled to play it, but I know as soon as I sit down, I'll be loving it, and I'll and I'll easily throw in another couple of hours, and then I can walk away again. Right. Um, you know, it's almost arcadey in a way. It's. I, I don't know. It's. It's great. So I had no problem it's throwing great. it in there. Great. And number four. Yeah, that's exactly the problem I have with it. Is that like I just don't feel compelled to continue to play it. And I played, I played it a lot when it first came out, and then I haven't touched it since. And I think that like the further away you get from it, the harder it is to get back into it. Less appealing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I have where, it on my it's on my hit list to uh, to finish. I'm quite sort of. I know games that I want to finish. I'm going to finish this. So, 
you know, that's that's why I will go back to it. But Fish, do you have any idea where you're up to in that game? I haven't even gotten to the second map. I am. Oh no, not well, neither have I. But like, that's still a considerable amount of hours before you get to. Well, that here's the map. problem. I am very much that asshole, and here, this is my other problem with the game. Like, I I want a clean map. I want that map. Ah, so, I want right. nothing on that map, and so like before I'm going. Move on. And the, I'm the same uh, way. And the problem is, is that 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 game adds those. Well, this guy killed your buddy, and it's like, <laughs> why would you put something on my map? Now I gotta kill. That I got Now I have to clean that. <laughs> yeah, I did end up ignoring those. The killed your buddy because I I don't think it really has that much I of a bearing except giving you a few experience points. Yeah, I think but, it's kind of know, just a social thing. Like it doesn't. I don't think it affects the other person's game at all. No, I was told it did, and it didn't. But. Um, no, they but, get a little notification saying such a body avenged your death by killing this thing. Yeah, but he's still alive that's, in the game. I mean, that's the, that's oh, the yeah, thing. Yeah. But yeah, but um, Fish is right, though. There's all those things like, you know, there's a little bow and arrow over there. I better go do the bow and arrow challenge, or there's a little whatever challenge, and I got to go collect all the weird yeah. symbols that go on the wall and glow, you know. So yeah, I've, I've right. almost cleaned up all of those on the first map. I've done um, a couple of the Golem missions. I mean, I I, I couldn't oh, tell yeah. you how far. I mean, well, the I mean, the big thing to do is to clear the War Chiefs. So, yeah, which yeah. I haven't done. I haven't done any of that. Yeah. So. Oof. I haven't even the I haven't even met the little guy again after I rescued him. Ratbag. Yeah. Yeah, he All becomes right. a War Chief, I think. Spoilers. Dude. Yeah. Well, whatever. You're not. Fish. Some guy just killed me, so I'm on there Sorry. now. All right. Oh, great. Thanks. <laughs> Excuse me. I gotta go clean this up. Go cl- John piddled on my map. I have to go clean it up. All right, Fraser. Shadow Mordor number four. Correct. All right. My number four is Alien Isolation. This is a very good choice. It's that. Thank it's you. that trafficking, isn't it? <laughs> I'm, I appreciate your choice. Excellent. Thank you. I appreciate your appreciation. And I appreciate um, this message. <laughs> thank you. Um, I talked a lot about it last week. Um, it does an awful lot right, um, and most of its triumphs are in the area of immersion and feel. Um, doesn't it, it's it's almost inconsequential that the alien is stomping around that place. Um, the vibe and the feel of the place, and interacting with just little computer terminals and little uh, yeah, rewiring s- switch boxes and the save data punch little boxes and things, um, hiding in closets and what have you, um, it, it just all feels like I'm in Alien. It's all of it just feels like I'm an alien. That's it, and that's all you want. But I mean, they really nail it. They really nailed it. Um, and the times when the alien does appear, yeah, terrifying. But the times when you don't see the alien or don't even hear the alien, like the times when the alien's like just off doing something else, eating a sandwich, having a break somewhere, and it's still fun. It's still fun just messing around with the trying to sneak around the working Joes um, or dealing with the humans on the station. It's just so captivating. It's like they took the space station language um, of, you know, like kind of inferring the environment through the design, what's broken, what isn't broken, uh, where debris is stacked up, where it isn't, what the writing on the spraying on the walls is, what doors are blocked, what doors aren't, 
what you know what's in the little logs here and there they do a great job of painting the situation that you found yourself in uh, and then on top of that alien right um but yeah they did a fantastic job i don't care if this is 20 hours of tension it's a really 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 well executed alien game and i'm glad it exists uh in the nature that it is rather than another uh, attempt at aliens shooting things right um so yeah that's my number four it's a good choice nice <laughs> i might talk about that a little more later i'm thinking you're holding back because you might talk about it later i might talk about it a little more later all right um tbd TBD, we're at number three now. Let's talk to Jim Plackey about his number three. Okay, sure, why not? (laughs) Okay. My number three game of 2014 is... Destiny. Oh, there it is. All right, Fraser. I'll see. You just mute at this point? How do you... Time for a cup of tea. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Fraser goes goes for piss. I know know that Destiny is not a great game. But I love it so much. I sleep with the box under my pillow. Um, <laughs> it's like World of Warcraft with guns and Halo. Um, I love that whole feeling of the MMO feeling of like the hub city and getting quests and bounties and turning in my loot and getting my loot unencrypted and, and then going out to like a destination to do a mission. And I, it's perfect bite sized epicness for me right now. Like I, I don't have an hour a day to play video games. And I feel like I accomplished really awesome, epic things in my hour with Destiny. And That's a very good point. It's, um, I think everyone can agree that the gunplay is the best of the year. Um, best of class, definitely. I love getting headshots and watching fallen heads explode into volcanoes of light. Um, yeah, I, I love it. I know it's not great. I know it's not awesome. I know I'm not very far in it. I know I haven't even gotten close to doing a strike or a raid or whatever. I haven't bought the expansion, but in just my six or seven hours with Vanilla Destiny, I I, I love it. All right. Wait till you get to that chocolate, Destiny. Oh, it's going to be great. I like chocolate more than Vanilla. It's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious as to how you're going to feel, like, in six, with six gaming days under your belt. Or, like, a hundred hours. Yeah, hundred plus hours. I'm curious. I mean, well, the, the things you're saying they ring true. Don't get me wrong. They ring Although true. My, my favorite is people who say I've played hundred hours. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so you must have hated the first fifteen of those hours. <laughs> mm. All right, so destiny number three for Jim Fish. So you want to talk about one? Alien Isolation a little bit? If it's your number three, you it is in fact my number three. Um, I can't believe it. Well, you were kind of expecting. It. I figured you'd expect it higher than this. No, no. Have you, have you, have you, have you, have you like? Have you like? Have you written my list down and put it in a sealed envelope and handed it to I your already, wife? <laughs> I already know what the GOTY is. Yeah, well, that's because I told you. I know, which was a big mistake. Shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I'm gonna tell the world. Um, all right, Alien Isolation. Um, that's not a good game. <laughs> I guess. All right. I, 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 Steve. Steve's right about everything. Like it. It nails the. It nails the. The atmosphere. It nails Alien. It nails all of that stuff. 
but at twenty hours to it's at twenty hours it's about fourteen hours too long. <laughs> and like and I and I've and I've and I've, I've used this used this metaphor before, but I'll, whatever I'll, I'll use it again. Uh, it is very much like you have a child who is absolutely awful at math. Okay, and every time they come home with that math test and it's got an F on it, and they're just defeated, and you console them and you tell them you'll get it and you'll get it next time. And then one day they come home and they have this bright smile on their face and they and they hand you the math test and it's a C plus. <laughs> and like right. all you can do is feel like fucking yes, we are yeah. on our way. We are like we you're not this isn't great, but it's fucking better than anything you've done you've produced in the last fucking year, you know, of, yeah. of, of school. Like and that's that's how I feel about Alien Isolation. That game is it's too long. Um and towards the end, the antics of the alien become more annoying than they do scary. Because, like, the first, the first like, four or five hours of that game, I had a lot of trouble playing it. Because, like, yeah. there is something about the alien that, like, terrifies me. Because I, that, it's my favorite series. Um, I watched, I watched Aliens when I was four. Too young? Yeah. yeah I mean, like, I, and I remember, I remember waking up from nightmares of the queen crashing down into my bed because she, you know, like, they jettison her out of the airlock, and it's like, yeah, she just traveled all the way to Earth, and now she's, <laughs> she's crashed down into my bed. Like, I used to have nightmares about that. Like, there's something about the alien that, that has scarred me psychologically, and so, like, that's why I love being near it, but I could not play. I have had a lot of trouble playing the first five hours of that game. But after that, it's just like, okay, I get it, dude. Like, you want me dead. That's I'll be in this locker. You know what? You just you go away. I'll be in this locker, and then and, and we'll just do this for the next two hours. Right. And it just got, it got tedious. But God, I love that game. I just mm. and and there's a there's a piece of DLC. And Steve, I don't know if you bought it yet, but um, there's a piece of DLC called Crew Expendable, which is oh yeah, perfect. Bought that sight unseen. <laughs> I was like, oh what Nostromo? I'm in. Th- that is that is the perfect bite of Alien Isolation because it has oh, okay. all the elements and it's short enough to where you want more, but long enough. To where you feel satisfied with what you've eaten. Oh, good. Okay, that's good. Because I've been holding off on that until oh, I finish the main campaign. Well, and you but... can and you can play it because I mean, all it is is it's like the, it's 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 I'm, I'm not, I don't want to spoil it, but it's it, it takes place during Alien. It has nothing to do with isolation whatsoever. Gotcha. All right, and it's cool. so it is that is that has been that was that was what actually made me put because playing that I was like, okay, well I see why this fucking formula works so perfectly because this right. piece of DLC is so good. It's just that they took it and they were like, we're going to make a 20-hour game. And, like, I remember the days when we were like, yeah, 20-hour games, that's that's the minimum, man. That's right. the minimum. But, man, I, I don't know. Like, for especially for, like, narrative-heavy games, like, if you can't get that shit out in six or seven hours, man, yeah, it's, you're time, wasting time. it's time to get the scissors out. Like... Yeah, but again, and I love the that like there's like a sub story in Alien Isolation about the the Sevastopol station that I fucking adore. Like all mm. of the all of the culture stuff in that game is so well executed. Um, Agreed. Yeah, I mean it's it's the best Alien property that they've the best best Alien game they've done since probably Answers Predator too. Yeah, and you can see like they definitely like leaned heavily on the uh, aesthetic elements of this mm-hmm. game. Like mm-hmm. that was probably fifty percent of their goal. Was, and it's like, we've gorgeous. got to nail the feel. It's it, amazing. It is gorgeous. That is a gorgeous yeah. game. It really is. I can't wait to get like what is it, the Morpheus 
whatever the uh, virtual reality headset for the PlayStation is. Oh god, well, comes out. I have a Rift, and like you can you can make it work with the. I was like, there's not, there's not, there's not, a, there's not a bone in my body that wants to play this game on the Rift. <laughs> like there's just not like I like serious like you, you got like. Placky joked on Bullshot, but it's I'm dead serious. Like the, I had a lot of trouble playing through the first five hours. I came that fucking thing. Ter- you hear it scuttle down from the fucking vents, and like my yeah. fucking blood would freeze. I was like, nope, nope, fuck. nope. Yeah, fuck. they do an awful lot of that. Like when they're first introducing the alien as a predator, rather than just the initial, oh look, the alien's on board. Right. Like, but then it disappears for a while. Well, and but then when they start bringing it back, they do it in a way was like you can hear. You can see on your tracker a dot that's moving faster than anything that you've seen before move, and it's going past you, over you, under you, and you can hear banging in like the the vents and everything around you. Yeah, that that's when guys, things start guys getting seriously pressure. Uh, it's fake, right? Like it's yeah, just no, no, I, like no, I get it, I get it, Plucky. It's fake game. Oh, it's a fake okay. game. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Why don't you go play another strike on Earth again, and uh, let the let the grown-ups talk about real video games. <laughs> <laughs> and and the uh, the last thing I want to say is that uh, going back to to, to your point, um, the way that they introduce the alien is fucking brilliant because like you bought this game so you know that there's an alien in it, but yeah. they but like you get to that station and you're like all right, I'm ready. Where is he? I'm yeah. ready. I'm ready for you, buddy. I've played an alien game or two. I'm ready for you. But it takes a while before he's even a four threat. Hours. And like yeah. and and not only that, but like you meet. Other threats before you meet him. It's like, guys, don't. Da, 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 da. Yeah. There's an alien on the station. Why are you shooting me? Right. It's so good. Oh, it's so good, but it's awful. That's a bad game. <laughs> Box court. <laughs> it's awful. This is a bad game. <laughs> All right, moving on. Let's see what. Who has Dave's number three? I have Dave's number three. All right. Uh, Dave's number three is Titanfall. Oh man. Oh. All right. He, he loved that game. I guess God he rest did. his soul. He loved. It. I feel like he we're talking did. about him like he's dead. <laughs> like, what was Dave's number four? What did he leave us in the wills? Oh, he enjoyed. He left us his top so five games to read off. <laughs> he lived his life att- as he played. He died as he lived. Playing his attorney Titanfall. met with us individually to bestow upon us one game from his top five <laughs> to read to all of you. <laughs> So he says, uh, when people are actually playing, it's an amazing experience. Multiplayer that doesn't rely on solely shooting mechanics and makes platforming meaningful is a welcome change. I've not played, so I can't comment. That game was a lot of fun for like three weeks. Just a lot of fun. Yeah, I got it on a Games with Gold deal for like 20 bucks for everything. Yeah, and if you play... I probably probably put it in like an hour and a half to two hours. But it's like, it feels so good, right? It does. When you start playing it, you're like, oh, I I could play this for hours. And then it just yeah. turns out that you can't. <laughs> yeah, but it's like you. At least you're still like it's still there. Like it's not uninstalled. Right. I know I can jump in, and I know I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah, but like it's just the, a, it's... But the desire to do it is like, eh, I can play something else though. Yeah. More though. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, exactly. It's going to be a race to see which game I finish first. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to argue with the premise of Titanfall. Really, you know, it's like Call of Duty with jetpacks and giant robots. Yep. You can't really go wrong as long as you execute on how they move, right? As long as you execute the gunplay and the movement, you've got it nailed, right? But what what that game lacked, I think, was... Some Budweiser and some American flags. 
Correct. And an eagle? Weeping. An eagle. A weeping. I wanted my I wanted my Titan to have a weed symbol on the side of it. And there was no weed symbol. Smoke mad blunts. Yeah. You know what? It's just I find it very interesting. You know, almost every game we've talked about so far has been mostly about the positives. As soon as you start talking about Titanfall, it's like, yeah, Titanfall's good, but... And yeah, there's but no problem the filling in the blanks well, afterwards. Well, listen, to be fair, this isn't on any of our lists. It's <laughs> 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 on poor Dave's list. Yeah, so Dave, far. Great. it's a great choice. Uh, We're only halfway yeah. through. Oh, well, yeah, I guess I guess mm-hmm. Titanfall could appear on someone else's list. It may. But I, I may. Um, I, would not <laughs> bet, I would not bet in Vegas <laughs> on that. <laughs> Don't ruin the magic. <laughs> All right. I mean, no. Titanfall. Listen, Titanfall's great. Like it is. It is. It is just empty. Like I think at the end of the day, I don't feel any sense of accomplishment playing that game. And I think in a day and age where Call of it's Duty wasted hours. Well, yeah. well, just anything. Anything now. You have this sense of progression. And yes, you were unlocking things in in Titanfall, but like as soon as you unlocked a gun in Titanfall, or as soon as you maxed out a gun level-wise in Titanfall, you stopped using it. So it was like, mm-hmm. why am I even investing time into this gun? I'm just going to stop using it as soon as I'm done investing time into it. Right. So, I, I, I think Titanfall 2 is going to be fantastic, because I think that they're going to... First of all, I think we're going to get a single-player campaign, which I do think hurt that game. Oh, um, God, yeah. And I think they're just going to they're gonna, they're gonna polish the shit out of it. I'd say that's why I don't pick up that much, because you... It, sometimes you just want to do a campaign... I have not played Call of Duty Advanced Warfare online, but I played through that campaign fucking first week it was out. I do that other thing. I always play the campaigns before the multiplayer. Yeah, me too. What about you, Furnace? Furnace just kicked on. Furnace is uh, more of a classics retro. <laughs> um, he, he appreciated Steve's list last week. I don't remember what the yes. fuck it was. but <laughs> Neither do I. There was three of them. <laughs> <laughs> but that first one was a real winner. Real humdinger, that first one. First was a big exhale. <laughs> that was like, was a, yeah, I can't believe I'm reading this. All right. So Dave, Titanfall number three. John, number three. Uh, Shadow of Mordurth. Ah, Shadow of Mordurth. <laughs> is my game. number three. Um, yeah, I mean, we kind of spoke to all of it already, but um, super unique, like, you know... It, it's gorgeous. The uh, the gameplay is awesome. The Nemesis system is amazing. Um, every bit of it. I haven't finished it either. I think I'm. I know I'm still on the first map as well. But I know there's really nothing uh, too drastic that would make me make it kicked out of my top five. Um, right. I mean, it's just great when you get defeated and then they remember you, or you defeat one and then you revisit them and they have a plate on their head. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just awesome. Um, but like fish, uh, I kind of have that open world OCD, and I'm like, uh, there's that thing I gotta get out of the way. So that's fun. It can get overwhelming. Yep. So All that's right. why I haven't even loaded up Unity because like I've seen pictures of the map. In oh, Unity, dude, no. And I was just yeah. like, my brain rebooted, and I was like, where am I? Yeah. As soon as you said that, like, yeah, it it just triggers your OCD with how many items are on the map, and I just keep thinking back to Unity right now, and it's making me heave. Like I'm dry heaving, thinking about like all the different things oh, yeah. that there are to do in France. I don't know why just, I bought that fucking game. Yeah, I'm. It's a good game, but I preferred it without faces. Yeah, the, that was that, that was a, a nightmare. That was a wake mare. They, you know, awful. they could have bundled that as like a DLC. You know. <laughs> Like twenty bucks, and we'll give you faces. Horror face. <laughs> All right. 
So Shadow of Mordor, John number three. Shadow Fraser, of Mordor. Shadow of Mordor, Fraser. Uh, my number three is Wolfenstein. Oh, yes, ah. that's yes. a pretty good game. Yeah, it's getting some love, that's for sure. Yes, um, it is. Okay, so we've we've talked about it. For me, Wolfenstein. I mean, you can go. I've already talked about you know the depth which the and care and love the developers went into it. But on the face of it, Wolfenstein for me was like Expendables Two. It was like a cheeseburger and fries. It was just. You know, wolf it down good. It was good eats. It was just entertaining. It what they did, they did well. Hours. It uh, cost me a little bit more, but uh, uh, I paid fifteen dollars, which is for you know a good cheeseburger and fries. Well, it's a good deal actually yeah, for a yeah. good cheese. If you it's want a for, for a good good cheeseburger and fries, like if it's yeah. grass fed. This, is, um, this game is grass fed. You're gonna no GMOs. But um, yeah, everything everything about it was great. It was just uh, I just loved it. It took a bit of getting into to start with, but once it was going and you were up to speed with get with the gameplay, you know, it allowed you to do wield, dual wield everything. You know, if you picked it up, you can dual wield it. You know, just let's not muck around here. Just get two of them in your hand, and start yeah. kicking the crap out of everything. Those um, insane fully automatic shotguns, like double handed, oh, are yeah. just outrageous. Oh, yeah, just the most insanely outrageous. I haven't had, I haven't had that much fun dual wielding since fucking um, dual wielding oh, uh, elite guns from Halo Two. Yeah, oh, and, I thought you were going to say Rise of the Triad. Oh, you disappointed me on that. No, I'm sorry. But you know, c- controlling and using those guns and the options you had to you had to do it to to get through the game. Um, there are also a number of ways to get through the game without even blasting your way through. I mean, there are a lot of stealth elements that were thrown in on, on the game as well. Uh, it was just great. I mean, I just it just did what it did well. And one of the things I, was, I, I really like about it as well is it's one of the few games that didn't sort of cram itself full of online DLC bullshit, you know, which we've seen in so many games. No multiplayer. There's it was no... disarmingly old school, wasn't it? Like in that respect. It was. Here you mm-hmm. go. Here's your first person shooter. It's single player. Finish it. Yeah, you can go back afterwards and collect all the shit again. But that's it. You're Pick done. Up armor man. pieces. Yeah. yeah. Job done. There you go. Your health you doesn't regen. You know, we haven't watered down the experience by concentrating or shoehorning in some other other part of the gameplay. I mean, they just everything about it's just great. I just loved it. So there you go. Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein. All right, mine. Where are we? Number three. My number three is Mario Kart 8 2, which we've already spoken about. Fantastic, glossy, Nintendo, first party all the way through to the core to the bone. Fantastically executed Mario Kart game. Uh, the the FPS, just outrageous. I think it pushes 60 FPS. It's smooth as silk when it plays. Um, high-res Mario Kart, fantastic. Just the way they... Um, I don't know if it's the... Uh, what is that? FOV? Yeah, FOV. Um, seems to be pretty wide. Wide enough to where you feel like you've always got a good command over the road in front of you. Um, but, it was I mean, very widescreen. It was, was wasn't screen. it? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, it, it, unfortunately, I think it gets it the over-dependence on weapons or, you know, overuse on weapons, I think hurts that game at 150cc I think it becomes more about who's lucky enough to go over the right box at the right time than it is about actual driving prowess um, and I think some of the courses are designed 
specifically for you to drive off them rather than to kind of, you know, apply skill to stay on the tracks. Um, there's a couple of gotchas on the harder tracks later on. But, I mean, overall, the track design is second to none. Like I, like I said a, a week ago, I think, or more, you're always doing something new, like every few minutes, every few seconds, rather. Um, every, every element of that track has something interesting for you to do there. Either it's a herp and turn, or it goes up, or a herp and uh, turn. A herp, you know, a herp and turn. Is that your new porn name? <laughs> herp and turn, <laughs> as anal can anal. Um, no, that's what you get afterwards. You get the herp. Well, and you turn. get the herp and turn. <laughs> this is my signature move. <laughs> you want a herp and straight or herp and turn? Um, yeah, so you know, there's a little bit of something extra every every step of the way. Every few yards, you got something new to do, um, which is something you don't normally get in other, and even in other kart racers, they usually kind of rest on the mechanics to kind of get you through stretches without giving you anything interesting to do. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's as far as kart races go, this is king of the pile. Fantastic, great, um, easy to pick up for someone else. Um, it uses every possible controller that's compatible with the Wii U. Um, when you so, and you know, your mates, you, when you and your mates get behind the, I don't know, wee waggle stick of a car, um, then yeah, it's it, it, just such a great time. And you know, of course, the slow mo action replay stuff—that's fun for like five minutes, but still, it's fun. Um, yeah, and just the whole presentation—it's just slick as fuck. Good old Box Nintendo, Bucks Quote slick as fuck. <laughs> um, so yeah, that is my number three, Mario Kart Eight Two. Now. Now we're into business. Now, oh, right, boy. we're getting yeah, it's getting shit, it's getting in the shit now. Shit's getting Jim, real. Shit uh-huh. is getting real. We're in the weeds. Jim, number two. Uh, my number two game is Hearthstone. Oh. Uh, I uh, yeah, it's uh, it's the game I played the most because I could play it before bed on my iPad. <laughs> Um, I don't know what these guys are talking about uh, with not working well on the iPad Mini. It plays just fine on my iPad Air 2. <laughs> anyway, um, it, uh, I, play, I, I spent uh, a lot of money on it. Uh, I, play, I spent almost a retail product's worth of uh, money on it. I um, played countless hours of it. Pretty devs. your decks. You know, you say it's um, it's it's uh, easy to easy to learn, hard to master. The, the nice thing is, you know, you can play ranked games, you can play against the computer, you can play against casual. You, know, you can tweak your decks. I don't know. It's everything you love about. It's the most perfect collectible card game experience in electronic form. There's been Magic Online for God, going on ten years now, but I played that for a while and it was cumbersome and. Packs cost just as much as they do in real life, and that was weird. Um, This is perfect. This is the perfect collectible card game, and the fact that it plays on on this tablet future device that you hold, you know, in your lap or in your hands or lay in bed or on the train or wherever, you know, you just play this thing wherever you want. It's it's incredible. I and and it's it's a Blizzard product, so it's the most polished, the most polished experience you could think of. The new expansion is great. The single-player expansions are great. I, I, I have nothing but good things to say about Hearthstone. The the uh, interactive game boards are fun. I don't know. I I love it. I love Hearthstone. Right. How do you all feel about the tutorial? Just the right length? 
I think it's perfect because I think it really <laughs> yeah. like it, it preps you for how that game works. Like go uh, exiting that tutorial, my wife had no questions as to how to play the game. Well, that's what you need out of a tutorial. All right, did his job. Good stuff. All right, fish number two. So my number two is a game that came out uh, in the middle of December because that's what this guy does. The last year he uh, the he released the Swapper. Which uh, I believe appeared on not just my list, but I believe it was Frazier's number one last year. Is that correct? Uh, it, was it was in my one or two. Yeah, it was one or two. Yeah. Um, game. So he brilliant. teamed up with. In fact, I've got my notes in front of me. I think it was. I think. Ooh. I think you gave. I think you you gave it to. I think you gave it to number one because you wanted to give it to the underdog. So I think Tomb Raider was your number two. Yeah, could be. Um. So anyway, um, Swapper writer, another writer whose games I don't remember because I'm an asshole. And then the Serious Sam developers, who are well known for their thoughtful and uh, <laughs> mentally pr- uh, provocative games, uh, released yes. the Talos Principle, which I found to be just fucking incredible. Um, uh, there are a lot of themes that I like when it comes to uh, video games, like sci-fi, like horror. But man, I love religion. Religion as a theme is just the coolest thing because it's like um, it's like a window. Hashtag blessed. Yeah, exactly. Hashtag blessed. I love I love religion as a narrative theme, and the Talos Principle is about the is about like humanity being born, you know, in the Garden of Eden, and then learning, you know, that maybe God isn't what we think it is, and just like becoming smarter and iterating on that, and and I just the I, I like I don't want to I don't want to spoil the game, but beyond that, it's a great puzzle game. It's it's the best first-person puzzle game I've played since Portal. Um, it's And it's long. It's... I don't know, man. It's 30 hours long. It's probably a little too long. Um, but it's so much fun. It's And I... It's one of those games where, like, you can't figure out a puzzle, and you walk away from it for 10 minutes, half an hour, you go do something else, and you come back and you nail that puzzle the first time. Right. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's those just, like, you over... Your brain gets overloaded, and... And it's another one of those games where it's like, you have this, like like, stupidly intricate solution to this puzzle that you just, if you could just move one thing just a little bit to the left, you could solve it, and then you realize that, like, you've been standing there for an hour, and the solution is completely simple. There's a, there is a level in that game called Deception, which uh, took me about an hour and a half to beat. I did not use guides for any of these, because I, I did that last year with Swapper, and I regretted it. Um, yeah. and it. So I didn't use guides for any of it, and it took me about an hour and a half to beat, and it was literally, like, the dumbest thing, and I was like, I was concocting these elaborate solutions to this puzzle, and like none of they were just like they were off by just just a hair, and and then finally, the one that was supposed to, you know the actual solution was just right in front of me like an idiot, and and I like stuff like that because if you can design especially a puzzle where like you have to manipulate lasers and you have to manipulate like moving objects and stuff like that, there's a lot of moving parts, and for like for you to create a puzzle like that and then, like, prevent people from cheesing it and not solving it in the way that you intended, that takes a lot of work. But yeah. Well, the Swapper was full of that stuff. Yeah, exactly. But, like, in a 3D space, it's even harder. And and I did not cheat. I, like, I couldn't cheese a single one of these puzzles. They had thought of every way of preventing you from cheesing them. I don't know. I, I think the Talos Principle, uh, any other year, would have been my game of the year. But, uh... There was one Strange game that it's taken them, what, like a year to knock that out? 
whereas like we're still waiting for the witness. Well, let's <laughs> just saying, just listen, throwing that out there. Jonathan Blow has probably rewritten that game about eight times and then posted on a message board about it. <laughs> You're probably right. I mean, the I, Jonathan, waiting, the Jonathan still waiting. That game will come out when Jonathan Blow. When did when did Braid come out? Two thousand eight. Maybe it'll come out. Maybe it'll be a ten ten year anniversary of Braid. It's yeah. It's been it's been seven years so far. All right, so okay, Talus Principle number two for you, Fish. Yes. Dave's number two. Who has Dave's number two? I believe you do, don't you? I do. I do. Okay. Dave says number two, the Talos Principle. What? He's a smart man, that Dave. Look at that. Smart guy. I knew That's I liked him. And he writes, the Talos Principle, like Portal but a bit heavier while managing to not take itself too seriously. Awesome puzzles, lots of content to dig into, and an interesting world. Or is it? <laughs> so I, I don't know if he's saying that it's, if he's saying it's boring, <laughs> the world is drab, or if the puzzles are great. Or... Just kidding. Game of the year. Just kidding. <laughs> My game of the year. Or is it? <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure what he's trying to drive home there. Um, so, yeah. Dave's number two. Talos Principle. John. Steven. Go for it. Number two, sir. My number two is Destiny. Ooh. What? Yeah. What could possibly two. have been better than Destiny this year? Number two. <laughs> yeah. The Destiny uh, DLC. There you go. <laughs> I've been beta testing Destiny 2. <laughs> so, let's be um, honest, John. Was it number one until you got your free gift? No. <laughs> Greedy devs. I don't want this free crap. Um, no, Destiny is my number two. Um, as uh, Placky says, it is not a great game. The story is not really there. We're very aware of its faults, but there are things that draw you in. Um, I think playing with friends is great. Uh, there's a lot of people that play it so that you can always find somebody to jump in with. Um, and it is bite-sized when you want it to be. You know, if you only have an hour, you can jump in and grab a couple of bounties or do a quick mission or, you know, just do something to help upgrade, you know, one of the drops that you got, you know, from a previous sit-down. Um, but then again, you can also jump into the raids, which I've only recently experienced, but it, I think, revitalizes some of the gameplay. Um, without Absolutely. the raids, I would say... Um, I definitely started going a little stale in the game uh, because the bounties are never <laughs> new and fresh. You're like, oh, cool, it's, uh, you know, get some shards from the moon again. or <laughs> defeat this guy with the heroic modifier action <laughs> yeah. again. Yeah, kill, kill uh, ten hive majors or ultras. Or ultras, you know? yeah. Yeah, you know, so I think... It, you know, if, if they could put some fresh bounties in there, it could it could help out. You know, with some other things. Uh, with the DLC, they did add some new random things that happen when you're running around doing, you know, some of the yeah. the grinding and things. But um, actually, one thing I experienced the other day too is when you're going in and randomly a bunch of fallen come out and start they battling hive. And oh yeah, it was like an actual like all out war, and you're in the middle of it. So that, I just experienced that for the first time <laughs> the other day, but. Um, you know, I think more of that is what needs to help keep it going. But without raids and without, you know, getting some sweet gear that need to upgrade, you know, if it wasn't for that, I think it'd just be kind of going in and doing like a weekly or a daily and that's it. Um, 
But it's that draw, and it's that MMO addiction where you're like, oh, let me just do one more, and then I can upgrade this, and then something else happens with that, and then there's always something new to do or upgrade or try to obtain or, you know, that's the pull's always there. So that is my number deuce. All righty. Uh, now we're on Fraser Morse. What's your number two, sir? Well, my number Destiny. two is Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> We've done it. <laughs> oh, the gag is too obvious. Brilliant. Uh, my number two is Hearthstone. Oh my god! All right. Which I believe has been mentioned before, a couple of times. Um, so I, I don't really need to dwell too much on, you know, the, the gameplay and all that of it. It's just I thought it's just slick, polished, just wonderful, just wonderful. It's one of those games that made me eat humble pie, because I believe I had been told about the game some time the previous year. You know, and the blinkers, the shutters come down. It's a card game, whatever. I'm not interested. It's a load of crap. You know, it's that old adage, it's shit until I like it. Right. Um, you know, and then it was like, okay, well, you know what? I'll just give it one more go. I think John had been waxing lyrical about it. And I'll just, I'll, I'll give it one more go. Once I played the tutorial, that was it. I was gone, just away. I mean, I loved, I was just obsessed by it for, for a good period. I don't play it anymore. I'm done with it. You know, I'm quite happy to say I'm done with it. But for a period, it's just all I, I was just wake up, play a few games before I went to bed. It went to to work. Uh, I was about to say before I went to school, before I went to work. Uh, you know, I play when I get back, squeezing a game here, a game there. I was playing it on the iPad. I had it loaded on my iPad, my laptop, my p- PC here, my PC downstairs. Um, if I could have had it on my phone, I would have. I spent money on it. Uh, I just loved it. I love the IP. I just, you know. I almost and, and I probably watched as much Twitch streaming of Hearthstone as I played. You know, I know all the Hearthstone, you know, the top Hearthstone players. I was just as involved with watching those as I was with playing myself, which is. I would fantastic. say it's a lot easier to uh, spectate than Magic is. Oh yeah, for some reason well, I don't know. It's, it's I guess because it's all bright. Maybe yeah, I don't know. Easier to read. Magic's slight, just yeah. hard to read. That's true. And if you don't know what the car, like. You can learn pretty early on because there's not that many cards with Hearthstone, but like Magic, there you know there's twenty That's plus brilliant. years yeah. of of cards there. Yeah, yeah, it's just fun to watch. Um, right. Yeah, I just loved it. I got so much value out of it. I mean, value, real value out of it. Right. So yeah, no problem. That's, that's the fourth mention of Hearthstone. Can we make it? Can we make it five? Can we do five? Uh, spoilers, no. All right. <laughs> My number two. Is uh, Middle Earth Shadow of Mordorth. Um And that was not even remotely close to my top five until about a week ago when oh. I picked it back up. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because you were not back up. You were not no. super hot on this game. No, well the thing is there's a lot there's a lot of stuff not going for that game. Um the main protagonist is awful mm-hmm. to look at. He's just appalling to look at. Badly designed, generic, everyman hero type, little bit of stubble, he's got his scraggly black hair, you know, he's got his big nose, and he's got his generic ranger gear on. He is not... He doesn't inspire uh, your allegiance in any way. You're just pushing him around because you got no choice. Right. If, I, if there was a skin pack where I could turn him into anything else at all, even I don't know, like a there is like a Sunday dinner. Is there? 
Well, I changed my yeah, guy into this black, brooding, dark lord type looking type guy. He's really, Shut it's up. really is cool. That, is that DLC? Well, on the PC it is. I think it is on uh, on console. Yeah, I think it is. I imagine they have the same DLC across the board. I will pay $2 for that. Like, right now, I hate the way the guy looks. Like, it's really impacting my enjoyment of the game. Yeah, you want to change him to this. He looks really cool. All right, cool. I will do that. All right. Um, yeah, uh, the landscape itself um, should be as awe-inspiring and as epic as standing outside of the Black Gate at, in the movie, which is very, very large, very imposing, very awesome. But for some reason, it seems it's an ocean of brown, and I really don't like that. Um, don't I mean I know that's kind of what it has to be, given the place that it is. Uh, but it seems an an awful lot like just doing the old mudder run, like constantly. Just it's always bleak, dismal sky. It's always running through the mud. Um, second map is supposed to be brighter though. The what? Yeah. Yeah. The second second map is supposed to be a lot more uh, vivid and bright colored. I heard that. Yeah, and all um, other adjectives. <laughs> resplendent <laughs> yeah um so but i mean those things aside when you do start getting into the car there's, there's a lull in the combat structure to where um you can find yourself getting into a, a real kind of horseshoe of a spot where you you can't kill anything because like all of the chiefs all of the captains they're slightly too powerful and they always hang around together and you end up having to do an awful lot of running around um, until you find one on their own where you can just do a quick opportunistic takedown and kind of start dwindling their numbers that way. If you do put the time in at that point and you do start taking out these captains and you do start taking out a couple of uh, war chiefs, then things really start picking up very quickly. The amount of the, the types of, like in the progress, like the, the skills that you can upgrade. About one, two, three, about the fourth layer down. Once you get to that fourth layer, the powers you get are absolutely insane. Like, just when you string them together, it's absolutely insane. The kind of things that you can do and the way you can string them together. And it's like no one stands a chance. Nobody stands a chance getting in your way. And that's when it really picks up. Because that's that's when it really does communicate that Batman ideology that we all know and love from the Arkham games where it's you are stalking the prey you are making them nervous like you get a taste of that early on you're sneaking around but they can spot you when you're higher than them which is a bit of a bummer and you can't really hide from them very easily and when you do have to get into a fight you can get overwhelmed quickly early on and that you kind of feel a little bit helpless like no matter where you go there are orcs everywhere you can't really do much without drawing the attention of one orc. And then once you do, you might as well just have called 50 over yeah. for all the, all the difference it makes. That's when the game's a grind. When you do start getting those like epic level abilities, um, like just hitting a button and blowing an orc's head up, which scares other orcs and they run away. Like Just these small things where you can string them together, and before you know it, you're just laying waste to just oceans of orcs, just not giving a shit it's fantastic it's very good uh, uh, wish fulfillment fantasy especially in Middle Earth they do a really good job of that stuff Um, and I know we've talked about this game plenty today so I'll I'll wrap it up there but suffice to say it was not impressing me 
and it really opens up once you get halfway through that skill tree. You know, I would say keep plugging as well because what I noticed in the second half is they start to introduce more of an element of stealth and things that you can do to affect the battlefield in a way that aren't just generally go in and kick the crap out of everything. Right. So keep plugging oh, away. Yeah. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised if you get when if and when you get to the the second world. Well, like like a week ago, I hadn't killed any of the chieftains. I just couldn't get there. And as recently as maybe two or three days ago, I had taken all of the chieftains out, except Ratbag. And I blowed up the uh, statue. You mean Ratbag becomes a chief? Spoilers! <gasps> Spoilers! Um, yeah, and then took the statue out, and now I've got to fight that, what is he, the, the pimp slap backhand of Sauron? Is that who he is? Yeah, something like uh, that. The backhand. The backhand. Blackhand. <laughs> He's the backhand. He's got a ring. He's the yep. backhand. All right. uh, pimp hand. Yeah. Got to keep it strong. All right, guys, we're on to the number one game of the go. year. Here we go. Number one. It's where it gets real. It's where the rubber hits the road. Jim Plackey, what's your number one? Uh, my game of the year, 2014, is Titanfall. Wow. 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 All right. Wow. From the alpha through just the last time I played it within the last two weeks, it, it never stopped being fun. They've made so many improvements to that game. Not that it was bad to begin with. I, you guys had a lot of these, like, well, it's this, but, but, I, none of those butts applied for me. Um, the whole thing about once you've upgraded a gun fully, I don't know, I kept using the guns that I liked. Uh, I know I stopped unlocking challenges, which may have uh, stunted my XP growth, but it didn't matter to me. I, there's a gun I liked, I kept using it. They've added more challenges, they've added the rank chip, they've added... Um, all the new maps have been fantastic, but still the core product was super fun. That's the game I played. I, I hadn't stayed up late to play video games uh, like that in a couple of years. It's an incredible amount of fun. I wish people were still playing it. I wish that um, we had a crew that uh, played that game at night. Um, I wish I could play it at night, every night. Um... That's one of the games that, when I think about how I don't really play video games that much anymore, that Titanfall is the one that I get the most, like, bummed out about. That I wish that I was, uh, and I had leveled up two or three generations. That I had played for hours and hours and hours. That I did get really good at it. Because Respawn deserves a lot of credit. They, they made an, they made an awesome world. No other multiplayer game really feels like that. Titans raining from the sky, and, and the the addition of AI, uh, you know, the AI opponents that you can kill and, and rack up some XP, you know, and some attrition points, even if even if it's not worth as much as killing other players. The game's insanely accessible. Uh, everything feels fluid and is easy to do with simple button presses. Um, I think the game has a lot of depth, especially now, especially with the rank chip stuff. I don't know. I still love that game, and I feel I, I, it sucks that people abandoned it, uh, and they have because when you go into the lobby to pick your uh, playlist, most have less than two hundred people playing in them. Um, the attrition playlist has about five thousand, so that's pretty sad. But uh, hopefully, we get a Titanfall too because I do agree that I think we'll get a much better game. 
which for me is hard to believe because I, I still love Titanfall a whole lot. We could play. We should. We should plan a night then, like where everybody who has it just jumps on. Yeah, I'll play. I'll play with you. I don't mind. All right. Hold them to that. Watch the twitters. It's a strange beast, is Titanfall. It's so strange because that multiplayer is really fun and it's really enjoyable, and it's it. I mean, it's got respawns hand all over it. Like, they know exactly how to make that kind of thing fun. And they do. The only thing is, and it's, it's like, I really can't reconcile why I don't like this as much as, as I do. Because I keep thinking, if this, it feels like the multiplayer component of a bigger game. Right? And I think to myself, if there was a single player campaign with this, where, you know, you're riding in dropships and dropping in on the front lines with a line full of titans and you know like if if there was all of that kind of stuff where they expanded on the universe and because uh, it looks fantastic like did the, you finish did you finish the campaign like the the campaign that is there uh yeah yeah I, I, there's a lot of great moments there there's a lot of interesting set pieces especially in the the last mission um you know the the ships jumping out and blowing up and uh, I don't remember this. Oh, yeah, the last mission, um, depending on how it goes down, there's... Um, Depends on which side you're playing, too. There's all, these ships, in the, there's all these ships in the sky, um, and uh, they get attacked, and some of them start to fall out of the sky and explode. And, all right. Um, yeah. there, I, I, I don't... Yeah, I'm... I agree with you. I don't understand what happened with this game. Like, I don't... Every other multiplayer game that is this tight, that is this good... Still going, is, right? Yeah, people love it, and it's celebrated, and I just don't know what made people go, eh, yeah, right, I, I, I was one of those, but like, because you know, I stopped playing it too, and I'm like a meh when it comes to Titanfall now as well. And I can't even reconcile why I feel that way about Titanfall, because it hits all the right notes, and I don't know if it's just because... Maybe the allure isn't there anymore because the progression line isn't as vast. Like that, there's really only a couple of things to unlock. I guess. I, I guess. Yeah. I mean, if you, I, I could give you that. That you don't unlock as much stuff. So there's not really much of a progression career. As they have added say Call of Duty. They have added um, Titan emblems, and they've added a few things. They also added something called the Black Market. Where after every uh, after every match that you complete and every challenge that you complete, you earn black market coins, and then you can go in the black market and buy um, like rare burn cards. Right, and you buy packs of burn cards. I don't like burn cards. I I love the burn cards. They're they're so fleeting and they're so temporary and they're so um, prone to not getting used. But you get but you but you get three of them. I mean, you get you know, shit like, of them. Like, I'm always full. But you, and um, you get to use three every match. You know, with, with Modern Warfare or with um, Call of Duty, if you don't do well, you don't get your perks. Like, you right. don't get to use your perks. And with Burn Cards, you always have three perks per match. And you get to decide when to use them. If you think you're going to have... You know, and, and you kind of have to go play everything by ear, but if you think you're going to have a good run, you know, maybe now's the time to use the, the amped version of the gun you like. Right. Um, if you're doing not so hot, maybe now's the time to pull out a double XP card. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I love burn cards. 
it's one of my favorite parts of the game is just strategizing for myself which ones to bring into the fight and then when to use them. See, I think my problem is that I never know. Like, I don't ever find myself in a position where I'm like, oh, I'm, I think I'm on a good streak here. Like, because it can change from second to second. And nine times out of ten, I will lose that burn card before I use it. And then when I do manage to use them, I don't get to use them effectively because I just, I'm not in the right situation or I'm in the wrong part of the map or I get gunned down immediately or just stepped on or something. It's like, for me, those burn cards are too fleeting and unimportant for me to even invest in them. So I don't. But, I, I mean, that's I, just me. I, I, I like the burn card system a lot, because like I said, at least you know that you have them. And you're going to be able uh, to use them, like, regardless. Yeah, I mean, if you spawn and you die, it sucks. And you right. activated one, it sucks. But at least you activated it. It's not I don't like... Know, it's... It's weird, because, like, if, if I had that, uh, like, let's say the, what is it, the bionic legs one, for example, that makes you run and jump faster or whatever. Let's say I had a class where I could apply that to my class so that every spawn he gets one. Then I would probably do that. But for some reason, because it's a card, <laughs> and because of the way they present the cards to you, and, and the fact that I can lose it, I, I don't know, it's, it's weird, because, like I, have, like I said, I have so many of these damn burn cards... I'm not going to run out any time. It's not like I'm scared of wasting them, right? I, I don't know what it is. I, maybe, it's probably just a me thing. It's probably a me thing. All right. That's, <laughs> That's my problem. Here. All right. I love it. Excellent. Fish. Yeah, so video oh, games. Boy. So my what game of the year, game uh, year, we've talked about a little bit. It is uh, Wolfenstein, The oh, New Order. Uh, I have a long history with Wolfenstein. Uh, my, my secret video game shame is that I'd never owned a Nintendo. Uh, my parents always held it over my head uh, to get good grades, and if I got good grades, I'd get a Nintendo. Um, so I never had a Nintendo. I did have an Apple II, however, because my mom bought it um, I don't know, for whatever reason when they were stupid expensive. I don't know. Apples. I'm saying they're always expensive. They're not very good. Mm. Um <laughs> And the library, I, 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 was, I was a young Fraser, where uh, the library had Apple II games, and they bought a game called Escape from Castle Wolfenstein, because they thought it would be educational. And it is a game about <laughs> escaping from Nazis, and it turned out to not be educational. So they gave it to me, because my mom worked in that department and knew that I enjoyed playing video games on the Apple II, and I played the crap out of that game. Um, and then, what, 1990 rolls around... And my buddy's like, hey, I want you to check out this game uh, I have on my PC, which was something that I did not have. And uh, he showed me Wolfenstein 3D. And Wolfenstein 3D, um, the, the, the man's talk to you. They said yep. things, and you, the things came through the speaker. And, like, we take that shit for granted now. But in the 90s, dude, in the early 90s, speech in video games was a big fucking deal. It really like, was. You had, if you had a sound blaster, like... If you could, if you were setting up that Sierra Adventure game and you could choose Sound Blaster instead of just PC speaker, like oh, yeah. you, you were, like a, you were rolling, pretty much, right? You were rolling, like, and and these dudes, they talk German, and I knew German, like my parents are German, like I'm kind of German, but like I knew German, these are German words. I'd go home and be like, Mom, what does Spion mean? And she's like, That means spy. And I was like, This dude called me a spy in this video game. And I loved that game. It's what made me fall in love with first-person shooters. It's what made me fall in love with PC gaming. Like, Wolfenstein 3D is one of the pivotal moments in my life. So I played, you know, every Wolfenstein game. 
Return to Castle Wolfenstein was pretty good. Uh, Wolfenstein 2009 was fucking terrible. And we reviewed that for four-player co-op, and I don't think any of us liked that game at all. It was not good. So then when they were like, we're going to sequelize that, I was like, great, I'm not going to play that, because I don't want to play this stupid game anymore. And then they released trailers, and it was like this mashup um, comedy... Quentin Tarantino version of Wolfenstein that I just didn't give a shit about. And so I, it was completely off my radar. Completely didn't care about it. Uh, May was the was the month of Watch Dogs. I didn't... F- fuck Wolfenstein. I'm gonna, I'll am gonna play Watch Dogs. It'll be better. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Sh- sh- we'll get to, listen, we'll get to Watch Dogs later. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and then everyone's saying how this game is fucking incredible. And I was like... The, the one... The one where, like, he's, like, got the chainsaw and he's, like, threatening, and then they do, like, the silhouette grindhouse movie trailer thing of, like, that game's good. And I played it, and fuck, that game is so good. Because it takes it takes what, what made Wolfenstein 3D so good, which was, I'm going to walk into this room and I'm just going to kill all these fucking Nazis, and I'm going to have fun doing it. Like, the murder of people is going to be fun, and... As, as fucking horrible as that sounds, like, it's true. But then they're also like, you know what? And just to fuck with you, we're going to give it this really fucking serious tone and story that, like, makes you, like, really enjoy the fucking characters, even the villains, and makes you go, like, this is, like, this is dark and deep and, and like, realistic as much as Nazis yeah. in the 60s are realistic. And, and... F- Man, like, the first hour of that game and the last hour of that game are not good, but everything in the middle is just, like, is perfect, like, exactly what I want out of first-person shooters. It is, you know, just balls-to-the-wall action, but then, like, the ability to just turn that off and be like, and now we're going to talk seriously about fucking events, and, like, and we're going to have characters that you're going to take fucking seriously that aren't cartoon characters. Like, they took a dude named BJ Blazkowicz. Like, that's the guy's name in the game. And right. like people don't don't laugh when they say it, and 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 uh, there there is there much like there was with brothers last year. There is a scene, um, uh, where the best character in the game, who I can't remember her name, but she's from Wolfenstein again, like a weird character that just showed up from Wolfenstein two thousand nine, who turns out to be the best character in the game. Um, you you steal these helicopters, and there's this interaction as you're taking them, and like. It fucking it chokes me up every time I even fucking think about it. It is such it is such a good line that like and that's when I was like this game is fucking incredible. This this game is probably my game of the year. So yeah, and it mm-hmm. is and it is here we are Wolfenstein New Order game of the year. If you had told me last year that this was even going to show up on the list, I'd have been like, but Watch Dogs is coming out. Yeah, that would have been the same. Wow. All right. Well, I, have Dave, I have Dave's number one. Do you? I do. I have Dave's you number one. You should share it. I, you know, I'm not sure I want to. No, it's <laughs> Watch Dogs, isn't it? It is. No, it's Titanfall. No, uh, it's uh, it's uh, Shadows of Mordor. There it is. There it is. Everyone loves this fucking game. I don't understand. Anyway. I didn't even play it, so. No, you, you, you would love this game. I know I can't wait to play it. Maybe sometime when my daughter's in high school. All right, so here's what he says. You like Lord of the Rings, you like Batman, you like this. Yeah, it's true. Um, best complete game of the year. The only one on my list that has it all. Story, gameplay, setting, and the mo- and most importantly, good graphics. 
<laughs> God bless him. Adding substance to a universe that is as deep as, Tol- as Tolkien's is a tall order, and it was done well. I. And here's and here's the thing, because I, I got in sure a lot of will. trouble with this over the weekend, because uh, me and my wife, my wife loves Lord of the Rings, loves Lord of the Rings, and loves The Hobbit, and I fucking despise The Hobbit. And we went to go see that new Hobbit movie on Friday. I guess it's not new now. It's been out for a month. Uh, and that's not a good movie. And I slept. I had real close sleeping on the couch after that viewing. Because because The Hobbit, the movie, does exactly what Mordor does well poorly. It does not. It takes Tolkien's writing and it's like, you know what? We're going to just gonna write a couple things here in the margin. And just, you know, just, just add a couple things. Just to, you know, spice it up. And, right. like, it doesn't do that well at all. But I will say that I think Shadows of Mordor takes takes canon Tolkien because I'm I, like I am all about if you are the original creator like it is yours I don't care if you're dead I don't care if you've sold the like it's yours like uh, his his son can write fucking Tolkien or he can write uh, Lord of the Rings books until he dies they're not going to be Lord of the Rings books Lord of the Rings the books same. end with what two thirds of the Silmarillion yeah um and I think that Shadows of Mordor gave you cuz like it doesn't really add anything really to the like to the overarching story it's just like a story of a person within it but it loops in you know canon lord of the rings mordor or uh middle earth lore into it really well and and that i i will agree with i don't know i i would argue with the implementation of the story i don't i don't feel like they did a good job leveraging what was there um, I, I didn't like how the, I, I like the the little references here and there to stuff that is in the Silmarillion. I, I do like that because it, at least whenever they do reference this, the canon, it, it's done with reveries. It, it's like it's there's reverence to it, and and it's not it, it's not cheap. However, the ghost that you share a physicality with, I guess, Killer Brimbor, that. I'm surprised they used him as a character. It's very odd that they would have used him yeah. specifically out of anyone available in the canon. He had no business being there. He has no business being anywhere near there. Well, but we haven't finished it, so I don't like. Has anyone? Has anyone on this podcast? Fraser, did you finish it? No. Because I wonder yeah, if there's I'm not, not there some yet. sort of thing oh, that ties him back. That ties him back when it when you go back and see the the black hand of of Sauron. Even if just, I had finished it, you'd be asking the wrong person. I'd be like, "What are you telling me?" Because you're just like, you're like, you're like, "How do I skip this cutscene? Why are you talking to me? You're a <laughs> video game. Halo. Why is it not giving me the B button option? <laughs> I'm holding the B button, and yet they're still talking. <laughs> can I, can I task sandwich. manager out of this? I don't, I don't know how this works. Um, I don't know. I mean, I because I'm with you on that. Like, I, that, I, I think that I think the for me the big. The big misstep was Gollum. Like, there's no oh, reason for I, yeah. Gollum to be in that fucking game. I Gollum is, is a true. character that, like, Gollum is a character that would not be who he is without Andy Serkis. Like, That's when you true. read Lord of the Rings, the books, Gollum certainly is in there, but he is not as memorable as he is now. He's memorable, but it's not because I mean it's because of what he represents rather than his character. Right. Like yes. Exactly. Circus gave him a really strong character. Right. Um, you so felt you'd be interested for him. in him aside from his motives, right? Whereas, right. I think the way Tolkien wrote him was just it was a beast of pure intention and nothing mm-hmm. else, really. Mm-hmm. Um, a device. But, he was a device in the book. Yeah. In the movie, much. he is a character. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, Gollum was a serious misstep in that. Aside from that, yeah, and I can kind of turn my nose up at the story all I want. It's a damn good game, and they could have they could have shit all over Tolkien's yep. work in this, and they didn't. And, and let's so. be honest, none of us know how, knew how to say Celebrimbor before this game. But everyone I was did. like, everyone was like, Sella, Sella, Celery, the Celery guy. He made the rings. The Celery guy made the rings. The Celebrimbor. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's another one for Shadow of Mordor. I well, there you know. go. This, yeah, this is a surprise. This is a sleeper hit right here. Oh, yeah, no, sure. I, it was freaking Giant Bomb's game of the year. I was like, are you kidding me? Oh, was it? Because I didn't hear the last one. I wasn't sure where that would go. Yeah, it was, that was their game of the year. Bayonetta Damn. was number two. Yeah, Neo <laughs> Gaff had Bayonetta 2 as their game of the year. Yeah. Interesting. And it was on, I mean, right. it, it was on everyone's top ten. Like, this was a game, this was a game that no one expected was going to work. Right, because you they people would seen it at trade shows and seen it, you know, played it privately and were like, okay, well, if this works, it's going to be great, but you're not going to be able to pull this off. Well, it's it's certainly it's surprising how it survived after it came out and people started getting their teeth into it because that was not really the way it was presented. Right. Like at first, it was always like the dev gameplay diaries or whatever. You'd see a dev talking you through 20 minutes of it or whatever, and it would be like, and they would talk about that the Nemesis system. The entire time, but it would. I'm sorry, I never... have an Xbox 360. The what system? <laughs> yeah, ex- yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you actually just you don't even get Caliph Rimbor in that game. You just <laughs> <laughs> you, you get you get generic Elf too, Elf Ghost. Um, the Xbox 360, the Xbox 360, and PlayStation 3 version is just the protagonist playing Assassin's Creed. <laughs> <laughs> you have to lie in a bed. Listen. Um, it's the dark yeah, gray I, finger of Sauron. It is a dark gray <laughs> shit covered. <laughs> it's like when you, would, you when you would like play the game in the arcades and love it, and then come home and buy the console version, and it's like mm, and just cry, cry no. inside. Um, all right, yeah. So, all right, cool. Shut up, Mordor for Dave. John, what is your number one of the year, twenty fourteen? So, if there's one game I talked about more than Destiny over the course of twenty fourteen. Uh. uh and I'm going to need I'm going to need Steve's best Deckard Kane for this one, uh, because that would be Diablo Three Reaper of Souls is my number one game. Of the year. <laughs> um, the patch that came out yes. this year, yes. <laughs> Guess what I've been playing all day. <laughs> Diablo Three. Guess what Reaper I just reinstalled on my PS4 today. How weird. There you go. Um, the patch that came out for Diablo Three this year with the expansion made. Diablo 3, the Diablo we wanted, the sequel we wanted from Diablo 2. Diablo 2 is my all-time favorite game. I've had the best experiences in in my spry gamer memories. Um, so that patch, it brought the loot system we wanted again and the drops. And um, I think Destiny could take some tabs from from Blizzard with this stuff because... <laughs> Blizzard! Um, <laughs> because the end game on uh, Diablo 3... I mean, everyone says, you know, get to the end game in Destiny, and ooh, that's when ooh, it watch opens out for spoilers. up. Well, I'm not spoiling anything. Okay. Um, but everyone says, get to the end game in Destiny, and that's when the game opens up. And um, nobody really says that with Diablo. They're just, the end game has legs, and it's a fresh experience every time. Whereas in Destiny, it's like we said before, it's the bounties and the same bounties over and over again. Um, but, like, you know, the expansion for Diablo 3 and the quests were great, the boss was great. Um, and then when you're in the end game, when you're doing adventure mode with the bounties and the rifts and every rift, you could, you could 
compared to a strike in a way, but with the strikes, it's the same exact thing in Destiny. It's the same mission every time with just some weird modifiers. Um, and even even the raids, like the raids are no different. It's it's the same exact thing. They just you know they're just going to introduce a hard mode. But when you do the rifts in in um, Diablo three, it's randomly generated levels every time you you know you drop down to different dungeons, and then there's a random set of enemies every time, and it's always unique, and it's a different Rift Guardian at the end, and a different boss, and a different challenge, and, um, you know, the, the loot drops all the time, <laughs> and then you don't have to upgrade it at all, so it's just like, oh, this is sweet, I'm going to use this now. Um, but, yeah, Diablo 3 is a game that I'll be playing for a long time, and they keep adding the content, that's the great thing, too. Like, you'll see different monsters, or you'll see new features, and pretty regularly as well, so... Because Blizzard knows how to do it. Yeah, I'm, wearing, do, uh, I mean... I'm wearing a Diablo 3 t-shirt right now. Nice. That's, really? that's weird. It's like I'm <laughs> Shirt deception. Yeah. I guess I can... I guess I can... <laughs> I guess I can Shirt chime in and just give a little bit of validation to John because I started playing Reaper of Souls over the last couple of weeks. And... Uh, you know, I started it, and I had no, no idea what to expect. I never played a Diablo game before, but, you know, I started playing. I played last weekend. I, I really got my teeth into it for the first time, played, you know, an hour or two with a friend of mine. And, you know, I started, I've started, you know, we're running through these dungeons. I'm hacking away. I'm starting to add more items onto my character, and they're getting better, and the fights are, you know, still plowing through the dungeons. But I came away last week just thinking, I'm not sure what the draw is on this. You know, and then this weekend is all I've been able to do is just, you know, play again, play some more, keep plowing through a dungeon. And then I, I spoke to my friend. I was like, you know, what, what, what are you doing? And he pl- he had played more during this week and gone about ten levels ahead of me. And then my son pops into the room. You know, he's only young. He's like, can I play? I said, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Let's fire up the other controller and see if you can. And he fi- he suddenly loads up a character, and uh, I'm. You know, I can't play level 20-something while he's playing level 1. So we started from the start again. And it felt just as good starting from the start, running through a campaign with him. Loot drops all over the place, and I'm sure I've beaten up most of these people before. And it seemed like two hours of running and chopping and hacking and slashing, and I don't know why I like it, but I do. Yeah, I'm the same with it. I have three characters, none of which have left Act 1. (laughs) Act 1's the best (laughs) act, I think. I agree with that. Act 1 is the best act. Act 1 is, yeah. Act 1 and Act 4. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait to see them. One day. I don't want to spoil the end of the, the game for you, Frazier, but... Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think there's a lot of hours coming with this. I mean, I, I went into a game store today, and I always you know check each section. Like, let's have a look on the 3DS games. Let's have a look. Now I'm looking at the Wii U section. Let's have a look on here. Now, I don't need to look at the PS3 section. I'm, I'm good for PS3 for the next... Right, until it does. You know, so... Awesome. Yeah, it's great. All right. Thank you, John. All right, mm-hmm. Fraser, we're going to move on to your game of the year. Yeah, Diablo and... 3, that's my game of the year for next year. What? <laughs> All right, hang on. Why don't you talk for at least two minutes while I go to the bathroom? Um, Just tell me what it is. That's how much he cares. You know what? Let's. You know what? No, we'll hang on. We'll um. We'll we'll hang on, Steve. While you come. While you go do. uh, Well, we don't need to do a break. I'm going to bring up a a point of conversation. Go off. Off you go. All right. I'll be right back. Um. Oh, now we can talk about Steve. We talk about Steve. God, yeah, Mr. Preparation. (laughs) (laughs) Um. I just think it's interesting that we had. 
a game like Titanfall, which which Jim has there very high up. Uh, you, sorry, Jim, you said that was your game of the year, right? Um, but for a lot of us, it wasn't quite, you know, didn't, or for a lot of people, it didn't sort of live up to, to where it should be. And then I find on the flip side, we have both Wolfenstein and uh, Mordor hanging around, which both had very, very low expectations from the crowd. And I'm just wondering how much of that plays into... You know, a game's success and and reception. To, I think hype to has gamers. a lot to do with it. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. You know, I'm absolutely talking about hype. Um, but I mean, I don't think you could argue that Titanfall didn't. Man, I had I had more fun playing Titanfall during that beta period than I think I did playing like the retail game. But like, I had so much. Like, I was so ready to be like, all right, well, I'm just going to play Titanfall for the rest of the year until Watch Dogs comes out. Like, I I I don't I don't know what happened. Like. I got, I'm probably what, like, I don't know, probably level 10, level 11, and then, like, I stopped loading it up, and then I just kind of walked away from it, and I don't, I don't know why. It's one of those riddles, because it's not a bad game at all, it's really no. well done, but it's, it's like, you just pick something else to play whenever you fire up a console. There's no, there's nothing I could point to and say, this is, this is why I don't play this game, like, I have ideas as to why I don't play it, but there's no, there's no reason for me not to play I bought it on PC and on Xbox. Like I own it on two systems. I bought the fucking the the um, the headset adapter. Premier Holy Shit package. <laughs> <laughs> I bought the headset adapter. I bought everything. I was like, I was ready to go, and then like, I don't know, man. And I then know. It's, I find it. It's interesting. We have sort of you know, it, 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 somebody said riddle there. You know, yeah. De- Destiny's almost the same. It's like everybody's you know, Destiny it doesn't. And there's, there's almost like an itch you can't seem to scratch with Destiny whenever people are talking about it. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, uh, it's not quite the game we were hoping it's going to be. It's like, Jesus Christ, you've, pl- you've put 100 hours into it. Everybody's put 100 hours into Destiny, and they're still well, like, 166. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, think, uh, I think the thing about Destiny more than anything else is it's not that it's a bad game, because it's not bad. I mean, it's not great, but it's not bad. But, like, I think Jeff Gertzman at Giant Bomb put it best. Like, that should have been game of the year. Like, that, that had everything. It had... Like some of the greatest storytellers, some of the greatest like um, uh, like designers. You know, you know. It had everything, and it had Activision just throwing its fucking Call of Duty money at it. Like there, there should have been no reason that that game wasn't like a just a fantastic well, game. And then they just they they you know they ran out of time. And they lost of what they about... announced too. Like, they announced, like, this open-world thing, and you get phone notifications, and, like, what oh, you destroy yeah. would stay broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the other interesting thing about Destiny is that no one ever, ever, ever talks about the multiplayer. I've ne- I never hear anyone talk about the multiplayer. You mean, yeah, oh, you I mean got, like, the, the PvP, Crucible? The Crucible. The Crucible. Yeah, it has, it has Halo-caliber multiplayer. Yeah. Technique. I mean... And it's and not I, bad. It's actually really good, but it, I don't know. I think that it's... It's the raids that people like better. The co-op, the six-person get on with a bunch of strangers well, and sure, because run this three-hour thing. It's more integral to the story than red versus blue. Oh, yeah. Like, right. Shrug, okay. I, that's not part of this. I don't feel like it's part of the story. I don't know. I, I'm so... I'm, like I said, I'm, I found out I'm only about six hours into it, which I felt like I was much farther into it because I played the alpha and the beta... I guess I kind of got those times I played it confused with the retail release. I, and I just recently bought it. I think I only bought it like a month ago. What are you playing on? 
PlayStation 4. Yeah, he bought it on PS4 for whatever dumb reason. Because it's better on PlayStation Yeah, it is better on Weird. PS4. Oh, someone's back from his piss. <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening. All yeah, right. and, and I think I think like with a game like Wolfenstein, like you and 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 people who, like people who work for like Polygon and, and you know websites and magazines will tell you every time that game was showed, no one liked it. Everyone was like, "This game is fucking shit." Which game? Wolfenstein. Oh, oh, oh okay. Everyone oh, yeah. just was like, "This game is shit." Like, why? Why are we here? And then for it to come out and it be like you can't you can't you can't piecemeal that game. Like it's a it's a complete thought and. And I don't know, like it, I, I think there is something to the surprise factor. I think you get a lot more bonus points if you, you know, you come out, you you're expected to be a four and you end up like an an eight, rather than you're expected to be a ten and you come out a nine. You know, like I think that like if you disappoint, even if you're technically a better game, you have less. Uh, moment, whatever. Like you, you're yeah. not, you're not. No, I think that's. A, I think that's the answer I'm looking for. I think you're right. More, yeah, yeah. All right. And I think so, I think Evolve's gonna fall down the Titanfall trap because I, I kind of feel it will as well. I, I, that's just an instinct to, I have. To... I had so much fun playing that beta, but I'm not gonna buy that game. Yeah, it was the same. I know I didn't play it this weekend, even though I had it loaded. I was yeah. So. I got an interview to the beta a couple of weeks ago. I haven't done it yet though. Worth it. When does the beta end? No idea. Do you like? Did could, you, could did you like Left 4 Dead? Did you like Left 4 Dead? I loved Left 4 Dead. Did you like Left 4 Dead with random Two? people? <laughs> um, not as much, obviously, but still, it was yeah. Yes, I mean, then you might, then you, then you, I would give it a shot because, like, it's it's le- it's basically four Left 4 Dead mans versus a tank, and the tank is controlled by another player, and the tank can get bigger. Right. I, mean, it's, see, it's... I didn't like the tank parts specifically, so maybe that's. Like, <laughs> well, maybe see, I liked I liked the kind of you know the grind, getting through this next section, and oh, you knew going to be like shit on the zombies, and then okay, get ready, then the alarm goes, and that kind of thing. I just loved all that. So. We we had so many Left 4 Dead lands in my at my house on Xbox oh. 360. It's amazing. The, the fucking just the breathlessness before you're about to pull a lever. Or like, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Oh god. Are all my gas canisters in the right places? Yeah. All right, Fraser, what is your number one game of the year for 2014? Yes, my number one game of the year uh, is probably not in anyone else's list. Well, probably not because I'm coming close to last. It is Rust. All right. Oh, wow, okay. Fucking Rust. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. So, yeah, so anybody who listened to the podcast and my musings on Rust... Um, I hope they were entertained by them. I certainly um, was. I, I was. felt like people were, and uh, you know, then that's that's the key with Rust. I I don't think for a long time. I don't think ever. I mean, there's certainly been games where I've been obsessed over them, like I can't put them down, or you know, it's I've got to get it finished or whatever like that. But never had anything consumed me in my day to day life like Rust had, because. I don't know. It was almost there was just something from the minute I knew about Rust. It was you were like a man on a mission, weren't you? I was a man on a mission. It was like smoking when I was a kid. It was like I know I need to smoke. Now <laughs> I know it's not good for me. This is non-negotiable. <laughs> I know it's not good for me, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to find a vape. way, and it's going to happen. And you know, from the, from and it just it just it was just 
so absorbing from the from the original starting get start game, learning how to play and surviving and getting killed and whatever, to later on when you had so much vested interest in your place that you had built and stuff and you know just every day there was a story there was something I could walk away and say that is a story something actually happened and it wasn't scripted by anyone it was scripted by the people I was playing it with you know there was you know there was obviously you know the original story of me with against the Russian neighbors I had when I was first starting out because you could lose everything like you could have a week or two weeks of everything invested in this game hours and hours and hours and someone could come along and just take that from you if you weren't careful um, you know, I remember there was one point where I was playing with Gary, Gary DeFelici, where we were playing and we somehow found out about the guys on our server were on a Twitch stream. We watched the Twitch stream only to find out that they were coming for us. And I mean, the <laughs> abject fear. Like, it's like, Gary, pack your shit up. We need to move now to somebody else's house. Like running across a map, fearing for our lives because a posse was coming down to, to raid our place. Grab the everything you can. Males. We've got to go. It was just unbelievable. I never felt anything like that. And, you know, I would go, I would be at work during the day and worrying about my place being raided because it's dynamic, right? Because, yeah, you know, it's happening whether you're there or not things were happening and you would come back at the end of the day and someone had blown your doors off your place and taken all your shit and you're just like I don't believe this right um, and forming alliances and and just some of the weird stuff and it, and it consumed me it got to the point where I had to stop playing it I mean I just couldn't stop thinking about it and probably the uh, the bizarre experiments I think is probably where you drew the line wasn't it the, the bizarre <laughs> social experiments <laughs> yeah uh, you know and after Fraser and, just wanted to watch the world burn I yeah. did, you know by that Somewhere. point it was just you know, I think by that point I was beaten. I just, you know, couldn't put the hours into trying. It took so much effort to play that at a high level where you were surviving well. Um, it just took it out of me. But it was great fun while it while it lasted. It was just. I loved when you told the story of your reaction when uh, the first time I linked up with you on Rust. Oh, and man. We're, we were trying, <laughs> we were like trying to figure it out where each other was on the map, and then you hear footsteps because you know there's some other guys around. But it's just me running with just a shirt on, catching oh, yeah. up to you. <laughs> I think it was just yeah. a leather cap and nothing else. I think yeah, it, was it was just hilarious all the time. Funny things going on. And Fraser luring people into a, a room and locking them in it. All that yeah. stuff, weird just stuff. Yeah, it. just great. Just it was just I, I just so consumed by it. It was just it was frightening, very frightening. How consumed I was by that. You know, I put over two hundred hours into it. And... Damn son. I don't think the new version is going to be the same experience. Well, it's, for me, I'm glad it's dead. You know, it's I I checked back in on the new Rust that they were building, and it was like, okay, it's you know, janky. Yeah, maybe yeah, it was janky. It was tougher to run. I was I wasn't running it on my PC. I was running it on my wife's PC. It was tougher to run. And but, but you know what? It was like you know what? I don't need to be here. I've quit smoking. I don't need to be. I don't need to be in the smoking lounge. You know. So vanilla Rust is really like you know tobacco Rust. And the new one's like vape rust. Possibly, yeah. I've quit, I've now given up vaping too, so, <laughs> you know. But, uh, yeah, it was just, that was a trip. That's you know? good. I'm glad, it's, I'm glad it's on the list, actually. I'm glad it's on our Game of the Year list. It's, it's a game, yeah. it's a game I've always wanted to play, or always wanted to try, but, Fraser, you have, you have basically bullet-listed everything that would make me fucking incredibly angry about that game. <laughs> like, if I came home and my shit was gone, I would be angry on a level that, like, 
I would, I would, uh, something would be thrown. Like, this would be like, can't nail that trick in Tony Hawk levels of angry. No, you couldn't put it. You know, oh, there was that's one, frustration, you know, right there. That's exactly right what it was like. You know, there was one time I played like two to three hours of starting fresh, gathering stuff, getting ready, going up into the hills, building my stuff, and I made the monumental mistake of building a fire at night. And so some fucker saw that fire, and he put a bullet through my head in the middle of the night and just took all my shit. And it was just three hours of gathering just wasted, just wasted from my stupidity oh, of lighting a fire at night. I would find that guy. You, I would find out who he is, and I would just, I would go to his house, and I don't know, pee on his front door, do something. You know, and that's, and, you know, and that is it. The levels of frustration, the levels of hilarity, you know, it just, it, I ran the gamut of every emotion to its maximum. It was just phenomenal, and I'm proud to have it on there as, as I'm proud to have it on there as my number one, and to never go near that fucking game again. <laughs> the beginning and end of Rust 2014 yes. thank you Fraser alright my number one it's Destiny isn't it oh Destiny Destiny yeah it is Destiny um everything everyone said so far yes um is someone making impromptu like explosives popcorn or just yeah. mixing some cake batter <laughs> just it's the it's on the, the side. It's, it's Placky's furnace. <laughs> <laughs> it's he pours, pours gravel down the down tube. Um Yeah, so Destiny, my game of the year. Uh, why? Because I've played it more than any other game this year. Um, it's yeah, it gets a lot wrong, but it gets an awful lot right too. And it's at times it feels like it's everything. It's like the whole package, and at other times it feels like Halo with all of the context just removed. Which I think is probably the best way to describe it. It's like any Halo mission that you get, you get your little Cortana blurbs every now and again to kind of keep you up to date with what's going on, but you have no context whatsoever for anything that's being said or any mission that you're doing. I mean, now because I've invested so much time into it, you start to pick up on certain things after a while, and now it makes sense. However... I mean, I've been pl- I've played this for over seven real days now. So, like, I've you shouldn't have to play that long to be able to understand what's going on in the game. Um, I kind of think they just ran out of time. I think they ran out of time, and they had to cut a huge chunk of that game out. And I think that probably coincided with the lead writer leaving, <laughs> um, yeah. because it certainly doesn't seem like there's much in the way of flavor text left. Um, and the grimoires was a very poor implementation of any kind of alternative for that. Want to um, know more? Read. Go online. <laughs> go online. Um, Open yeah, up the app. It's a fantastic premise. It's a great universe, and it's been realized fantastically, and it's full of promise, and none of that has, has been fulfilled yet. Um, no. I, I think there's optimism, though, with the fact that they said how your character can carry over to the sequel, and hopefully they add everything that they didn't add in the sequel as well. Oh, I've no doubt that Destiny 2 will happen, and that Destiny 2 is going to be a, a serious addressing of all the shortcomings of Destiny 1. Um, my main concern right now for the for the immediate future is whether they are going to start putting rooms behind all of these fake closed doors that we see everywhere 
and you know all these spaces where there should have been planets where are they going to come back are they going to give us anything to do in the rift or whatever that thing's called um apart from that one like movie sequence that you get even, even just more planets and more enemies right i mean that's kind of what we need we need a few more races we need a few more planets and a dlc really for 20 dollars should be a whole fucking planet if you ask me that's yeah, a third a of, of the entire and, yeah. game i mean it needs to be bigger than you know some rehashed shit an extra room or two and then a strike it really is uh, sorry and then a uh the raid um but that aside the things that they do nail they're just unbeatable i mean the that whole 20 second loop thing everybody talks about it's better than halo it feels better than halo um mm-hmm. the gunplay is just amazing um that whole loop you know shoot run up close melee you know reload throw a grenade whatever uh do some levitating whatever jump on your bike take off that whole thing is so satisfying a loop that I could just do that forever. And they've just provided a, an environment in which I can do that. Um, and it also... The game is very geared towards uh, a particular playstyle I am very fond of, which is the multiplayer with a friend put in a situation and where you can kind of... The story is sidelined. To the action, you're just basically kind of grinding through. It's like it's like horde mode in Gears Two, whereas like this is the situation. This is what you have to do, and then just go to it. And you're just kind of enduring the environment, enduring the enemies against the odds with you and a friend while you're just bullshitting and chatting and talking about whatever. They've created an environment where you can really do that and really get the most out of that kind of um, interaction with a friend. Um, the raids and well, not necessarily the raids, but the the times when they imp- when they remove matchmaking, I think is a serious error. Um, I know that there's that they kind of want to force matchmaking, well, parties and strike teams of people that know each other for the communication aspects of these raids, but not I everybody. Think it's also, I think it's also that you don't want somebody who's inexperienced on your team, so they're kind of making you find people to hook up with on the outside so you're going with people who are you know at the play level that you want them to be which i understand but then that well, said there's plenty there's plenty of matchmaking where you can say uh you know i want to yeah. make sure everybody's at level 30 or above and exactly you can even maybe say that their experience of going through a strike or something i mean you can't even attempt one if your gear isn't good enough like you don't even get the option to attend these things um unless you want the first chest in crota <laughs> Oh yeah, in which case, just just um, that's just that's just uh, materials now though they fixed that. Yeah, yeah, I did it. Um, I think that their loot system is a little too on the stingy side, um, since that's the main driver is the additional loot, 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 loot. Um, I think that the drops are ninety nine point nine percent garbage, um, and it's basically. Um, it's it's on the verge of dissuading me to want to play it now. I'm at that point now. But for the rest of it, I can't really argue. I've spent more time with this, and I've had more good times with this game than any other game this year, and that is why Destiny is my game of the year for and 2014. At the end of the day, that's what matters. 
Well, like, exactly. It's, you know, there's a lot of games here that I think are more technically competent or look better or, um, you know, have a better multiplayer component like PvP or whatever. But Destiny's the one that I've had the most consistent fun with nonstop. It's the one where I sit down and go, yeah, I can blast out an hour of, you know, a couple of strikes on the playlist or whatever. It's like Jim was saying, the 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 kind of play morsels are really, really well uh, geared towards, like, the modern-day person that has a job and has kids. And, you know, you can only carve away an hour a night if you're lucky. You know, and if you're even luckier, it'll be you know, all in one go. Um and that's why, you know, just knocking out a quick, um, uh, what's the word for it? I've gone blank. Uh, strike. Bounty. Bounty. Oh, mm. Yeah, to knock a quick bounty out or just do a strike or two on the playlist and then you can go on with your life. Like, that is where they are respectful of my time, but everything else, the grind, is just awful. Um, and that's where they, they disrespect my time. could use diversity in those bounties, though. Huh? They could use oh, diversity yeah. in those bounties, though. They could, and I'm sure they'll just keep peppering that. I, th- I think they have a serious... Um, uh, what's the word? Um, they have a serious content issue presently, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, I don't think that they're ever going to get ahead of that issue. Yeah. I, I think, think the, the nice cool. thing about the bounties I was going to say, though, is like there are ones that you know you can finish in under five minutes, and then there's ones that you know you can... like One might be due to a full strike or... You know, something a little more prolonged, like get a hundred yeah. precision shots or something. But like, I think only more in the past like month or so, it's been more like, oh, it's the same one again, or it's like, oh, just patrol this place for a little while, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, none of them have been new apart from the Crota ones, which have been just variations, pretty much, right? Um, to leverage the DLC. But I think um, the amount of content we got in that DLC, when at a time when people were starving for content, was too little. Everyone's already tired of Crota's shit, and now we're looking towards the next stuff. Now, if they don't provide something significantly more, um, uh, I don't know, content-filled, then we're going to be bitching even more. Like, they need to get ahead of the content issue, otherwise this is going to go really badly for them in 2015. Um, But that said, it was great in 2014, so that's my number one. All right. Now. um, I, I will say I think that it's responsible for maybe the most awkward moment of the year. We're at the Jeff Keighley Awards. Um, they they won the, they won the award for best music, and they presented and Jeff Keighley presented it to you know Bungie, and then like there was a commercial break, and then he like was like, and here's Marty O'Donnell who also won this because because <laughs> he you know he wrote all this music like we gave it to Bungie, but they don't want to be on the stage together, so wow, <laughs> mm-hmm. wow. I mean that's I mean for 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 all seriousness, I own Destiny. I totally see like I could totally get hooked into that game. Um, my worry is is that like it's the same thing that after Halo 2 and it's something we'll talk about when we get the most anticipated like after Halo 2 Bungie didn't want to make Halo games anymore they just didn't right. want to make Halo games and my worry is is that with the loss of Joe with the loss of Marty and like other t- people who have left that team like is Bungie now just a Destiny factory like they were a Halo factory and if so like are we going to get the Destiny equivalent of Halo 3 like you know I don't know yeah, I, Bungie is the. They're set up to be the Destiny studio, right? I, like, I could, for for all we can say, or uh, for like you know, you guys wondering if there's going to be a Des- there's going to be a Destiny two. Activision will resurrect fucking NeverSoft if they if, if, it, if it comes to that to make a Destiny two because of all the money they've spent on Destiny. Oh yeah, I don't think anyone at Bungie 
is upset that they're going to make Destiny for 10 more years. No. No, I, I think the people that were upset that we're going to make ten, right. the Destiny for 10 more years left. They left. But, like, Marty left. Like, you want to talk about, like, like the important fucking people. Joe, you know, their main narrative writer. Yeah. Like, he's gone. Like, I I don't know. Like, that. there's a lot of... Po- like, uh, Destiny was almost my most disappointing game of the year, only because, like, I know it's not the game Bungie wanted to make. Yeah. And that, like, and that kills me. it's not the one we wanted me. to play, either. Right, Exactly. <laughs> Like well, that I mean, kills me. We we could smell this as soon as they were like, you know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, I know. You know who's going to help us make this game great? Activision. Right. No, <laughs> I know. Well known, well known for their their even and fair hand with third party studios. Yeah, their three months quality after above the, all of them. Three months after the Infinity War debacle, Bungie teams up with Activision. Like, it didn't like what? The oh, main man among gamers, Bobby Kotick. There you go. He's, I'm he's, sure. I'm he's just an everyman. Is he even running Activision anymore? I think he's Isn't still there. Else? Yeah. Oh, you don't no. really hear about it much more, but yes, he's still there. He's like, I, um, listen, I'm, I'm a movie star now. I was in Moneyball. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's our game of the year out of the way. And this this next section really won't Quickly, take too long. Out of the way. I was actually gonna, I was actually gonna swap these around. I figured it's probably best if we uh, use the last segments of the podcast talking about what we're looking forward to. Um, rather than our biggest disappointments, we should probably jam the disappointments in right here, yes. and then do the uh, anticipated stuff after that. So, good idea. Okay, so wait, let, let's let's make this easy. How many people did not pick Watch Dogs as their most disappointing game of the year? I didn't. Okay, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I didn't. Oh wow! All right, well then you guys go first, because <laughs> we'll talk about Watch Dogs plenty. <laughs> Just go well, ahead. We ha- we already have the list. Let's go, Jim. Um, the Watch Dogs uh, sucks. It's terrible. I hate it. It's the dumbest fucking game. It's not respectful of my time. Uh, there's fucking mountains in Illinois. Um, it, it feels like it's Assassin's Creed. It has Assassin's Creed 1 syndrome, but it's even more dumb and stupid. And um, I, the stealth missions are fucking awful, and there's no way to tell. This is where I stopped playing Watch Dogs. A stealth mission where there was no way to tell who could see me and who could right. and <laughs> fuck that game forever. Like I, I wasn't, and I, 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 I championed that game longer than anyone. Well, everybody thought that this game was no, good no, no, no. I mean, like even after we were like, no, no, listen, this game's not good. Oh, I really dug the first act. Like I, I thought, okay, this is all right, and then I got into that second act, and the whole fucking thing fell apart. Yeah, I, I, it's really bad, and I, you know, and I loved Assassin's Creed One despite all its flaws. Yeah, and you know, we saw what happened with that. You know, we got really good games out of Assassin's Creed. I mean, I think the quality of them are finally starting to fall off. Um, but I, I, Watch Dogs Two, I have no interest in it. Like, I just don't care. I, I don't think it's going to be. I don't think they're going to save this one like they saved Assassin's Creed. No. The, pr- the I, premise isn't engaging, though, and it's got a serious identity crisis, too. Like, it doesn't know what it is, and you don't know what the main character is supposed to be. You know, it never really tells you what it is, what it is, apart from it's copying GTA a lot, and it's just like a boring GTA. Basically. Yeah. It's I mean, like Grand Theft Auto, but you're a wizard. <laughs> I mean, it's well, my, it's no, my your most... cell phone is a wizard. That's right. It's my most disappointing game, wizard. too, and I think it's because, like, we we joked after Far Cry 3 that, like, oh, look, it's another uh, chapter in Ubisoft the game. But, like, Far Cry and Assassin's Creed and all those games, like, they have they have an yeah. identity. They have a personality. Like, Assassin's Creed is an Assassin's Creed game. You care 
about Ezio or whoever the, the protagonist. Like, even Assassin's Creed 4, which didn't really have a story that I gave a shit about, like, still playing that game, I was playing Assassin's Creed. I wasn't playing Ubisoft the game. Like, Watch Dogs was Ubisoft the game. It was bland. It was like, there was no taste to that game whatsoever. It just right. felt like, we're gonna make fucking, we're gonna make our version of Grand Theft Auto, but like, instead of having any type of an interesting story or interesting characters, we're gonna give you like, these boiled down horrible archetypes of people, and then we're gonna give you this mixed moral message where like, you're gonna be outraged when you're hacking into a, a government thing and they're like, they're spying on all these people, and then like, as a side mission, you go, Spy on people. Like, I, I, yeah. it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a game that, like, I, I think they had an idea for, but, like, that was where it ended. They just couldn't make that idea fun. And I think they realized it. What? When did they delay that? In February? January, February, well, it was where they were to be like. A launch, and then they pushed it out because apparently there was no fun in it. Right. And I, and I, I, to this day, I don't think that. I mean, like, there are moments where it's like, I'm driving around in the fucking Batmobile, like, uh, the car that you buy with Uplay points, and it's like, okay, I could see this being kind of cool, but the minute that main character starts talking, I'm like, I don't care about you, or about why we're doing this, or anything. Every time I finished a mission, I felt zero satisfaction. Yeah. I just went, (laughs) I am so fucking glad that mission's over. That's all I said. I was like... Well, I'm glad that dumb mission's over. Let's see if this next one's gonna be just as stupid as that last dumb mission. And you just and there was never any yeah, you never felt any reward for finishing anything, as opposed to like, well I am one step closer to being done with this fucking game. Yep. I just right. wanted it done. And and when when I finally failed uh when I finally spent an entire night trying to beat one mission and I couldn't do it. I said, well, this game is just completely ridiculous and not respectful of my time, and I, I just don't right. have patience for it anymore. And that's fair. Watch Dogs is almost my number one, but what didn't quite get there. All right. Fish! That was mine. All right. <laughs> you, you, can, you can pair us up. That one was... I thought everyone... I, I thought I was, under, I was under the impression you were all going to be as intelligent as we were and picked Watch Dogs as your most disappointing. John. I overestimated uh, my most disappointing is Halo: The Master Chief Collection. Oof, God, that should have been the most number one too. All right. Yeah, and I didn't buy it, but um, only because of how rough the launch was and how things still aren't fixed. Yeah, um, still. For something. Don't worry, there's a patch coming next week. Next week, yeah. there's another patch. And then next week like there'll the be another five. one. Five. Um, but that's just a bummer because it's you know, it, when they announced that, everyone's like, oh, that's pretty cool. You know, we got some, um, you know, updated versions of, of some of these classic games that we can have in this nice, neat package as, like, this cool collection of, you know, all of our gamer histories only to have it pretty much broken uh, on release. That's, that's, I just think that's a huge bummer. So um, once it's fixed, I'll probably buy it. But <laughs> Without the multiplayer aspect, right? Without that, the matchmaking. it literally is just... If you take the multiplayer stuff out of the Halo Master Chief Collection... What you're left with is basically a, 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 a historical curio, like a, here's a stroll down memory lane, right? It's basically right. just remastered shit that you've already played a thousand times. And it's just a nice keepsake, basically, which is what people wanted, but they and also it makes it that much something... more confusing about why it's broken. It's like, it's been done. Exactly. Especially when everything, every other game around it is not having this problem. It is, it blows my mind. Well, I, I haven't, I mean, I've joked around about this a few times, but... Um, I, I don't think that that game existed eight months ago. 
I, oh, really? I think I think that right, yeah. <laughs> my my joke is that I think um, uh, I can't believe they changed. Uh, they called it Halo, uh, the Master Chief Collection, when they were supposed to call it. What the fuck do you mean Halo Five is not going to be out in time for holiday 2014? I can believe um, that. I, I got the impression. That. I got the impression that um, you know Halo Two 10th Anniversary HD remake um, was definitely in the works and it was going to come out. But I think this master, yeah, I think this master chief collection was kind of a well, we gotta get Halo on the Xbox One. So how are we gonna do this? And because they 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 announced it at E three, they showed that ambitious UI with all the all that matchmaking and picking the story points from the single player campaigns, and and just it felt weird for something we had never really heard about before. Yeah, it definitely seemed fully fleshed out. Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't... That's so close from man number one too. I just, I, I think, I think, I, I think that when they were, when they were in that pitch meeting, someone just thought it would be super easy to take four different games and combine their matchmaking and have no problem with it, and then to boot, like farm it out to someone else to do it. Like Microsoft right. didn't make that game. The the three four three is working on Halo Five. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, I'm having fun playing it, you know, through with my wife co-op. But yeah, the fact that like there is no, I don't know. There's there's like no matchmaking for a game that like was known for its its online Amazing, game or whatever. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy to but me. You, but you'll get that ODST when it comes out in an unreleased date. I didn't like ODST. I'm in the minority on that. I don't like ODST. <laughs> no, I know, but I'm just like, hey, here's a game. That's I know, and not I'm better than the other ones. I mean, and, as and, an apology. And 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 to be completely honest, I went out and rented Halo Master Chief Collection just so I could play, have it on my gamer card for before that cutoff date, just so I could get ODST for free. I don't like <laughs> ODST. I still think it's crazy that you have video stores. Family video, yeah. man. We have I, none. I can go rent porn right now, anytime I want it. Who needs the internet when I have a, a, a store that I can walk into and, when and I someone behind I can, the corner or behind the, behind the counter? I can pants and leave my house. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I can hand someone behind the counter, you know, this ain't National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation XXX. Like, I'm, I'm, and he can look me in the eye as he checks me out. Why would I use the internet for porn? On VHS. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Fraser. <laughs> What's your most disappointing? Uh, yeah, it could well have been either of those that have been mentioned, but I, I, I didn't have the consoles to play them, so I didn't play them. No. Um, so, but obviously, I didn't miss out. Uh, no. <laughs> so I just had to pick one really, and I and I just grabbed uh, off that I could think about. Probably the uh, Steve, you might disagree with this, but uh, the Lego Movie video game, which mm. uh, disappointed me no end because. Being a, ra- a little bit of an aficionado, aficionado, uh, I just got to stop using words I can't pronounce. Uh, Behoove. Uh, it behooves me not to do that. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I before Lego Mar- uh, the Lego Movie video game, Lego Marvel was out, which was a fantastic next step in in the franchise. You know, everything about it worked well. There was loads of content, nice open world. Tons to do. It worked. The gameplay was fantastic. The Lego movie comes out. It's a brilliant movie. Absolutely superb. Entertaining. Here we go. Show us the game. What can possibly go wrong? And then they totally screwed it. It's just, it's not a good Lego game. And it's just disappointing. 
There's no more to say than that. It's it's poor gameplay. It's uh, doesn't work well. It's not in, inventive. It's not inspired. It's boring as you like. It's just awful. I disagree with all of those points, but I will keep quiet. It has been spoken. Yep. There it is. There it is. That's harsh. You're a harsh man, but fair. But he's but he's true. <laughs> he's, he's true to true. his heart. And he's keeping true? it real. He's keeping it real. But just damn it, dream. I respect him. A dream is a wish your heart makes. As we all know. He wish, his heart wishes that the Lego movie <laughs> game was better. <laughs> I do. <laughs> In his dreams. I've been driven. Every Lego game, pretty much, every, pretty much every Lego game, except for maybe the exception of one or two, I have hundred percented, and I have no desire to switch that game on and go back to it whatsoever. That's the evidence right there. You're on. Would you rather play Gone Home? That game, <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, thanks, Fraser. Now then, I could have had that on my biggest disappointment, easily actually. Oh, were you expecting big things? Yes. Oh, okay. So, um, my biggest disappointment for the year is Destiny. Good work. Oh, Jesus. We've, we've done well. <laughs> oh, great. One of those. Yeah. I love it, one. but I'm disappointed. Yeah. Uh, How yeah. many hours of disappointment did you get out of that game? Uh, so far, seven days. Um, yeah. Uh, it's just disappointment about how what it could have been the oh name, but we already know the story. No, I'm not going to go into it. Um, we've, I think we've all explained why it's disappointing. Pretty much, in yeah. our praises. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's only because it is my number one, like best game of the year. <laughs> the, I hate uh, you for making me want you to be my number one. I, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could quit you, Destiny, but I can't. Uh, yeah, but. It could have been so much more, and it ain't. Is it mad in the head, yet bad in the bed? (laughs) (laughs) You've draped your varsity jacket around his shoulders. Pulled it in close. (laughs) Yes. Um, You hate to love it. I do. So, yeah, that's mine. I mean, there's a lot of disappointment to go around for 2014. It wasn't a particularly... No. Uh, considering it was the first full year of like the new generation of consoles, we an awful lot of stuff shit the bed in video gaming in 2014. We had a lot of busted ass launches, right? A lot of um, people. There was a, there was we had GamerGate and all that shit that happened. Ah, uh, the G word. Yeah, we had. Um, well, I mean, you know, you name it. We had an awful lot of uh, supposedly impressive titles hit the tarmac and just die. And just, just not fulfill what they were promising. Just yeah, A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Um, but, yeah. Destiny's my most disappointment. Fraser's Lego movie. <laughs> John's is Halo. And Fish and Jim. Is it, this what, is it just because... You're in Chicago. Is that why? Is it because no, it's, it's, it's close to home? Listen, that's, not, that's not a good game. I don't want to spoil the surprise for you, but that's just not a good game that <laughs> everyone thought was going to be really good. That's fair enough. Now, Stu, like in the comments, he's got it right. It was the year of games that didn't work. That's, well, that's... I think we did good. We wrapped that up. It's the year <laughs> of games that didn't work. There you go. All right, so let's power through for our most anticipated games of 2015. 2K15! 
Should we just do? Should we all do? Should we just do all three? Like yeah. one person? Like just go bullet points? Yeah. 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 Right, I don't have start... a lot to say about these games because I haven't played them yet. Exactly. But I'm looking forward to them. I am looking forward to these three games. Okay, Jim gives you three. Uh, my number three is Halo Five Colon Guardians. Uh, right. The beta is awesome. The colon Guardians. The colon Guardians. <laughs> colon Guardians. High in fiber. <laughs> um, they, I, the, the multiplayer beta is a blast. I think the I think they they're nailing the multiplayer, and the fucking arbiter is going to be the voice in your head. And I mean, what else do you want? Like, what more? What more do you need? From that, uh, my number two most anticipated game of 2015 is Star Wars colon Battlefront. Uh, I loved the original uh, Star Wars Battlefront games. I think Dice is going to nail this. I, I hope we're writing these games. names down, Steve, for your future porn movie endeavors. And there's going to be a lot of pew-pews and taking over stuff and flying shit. Zoom, and zoom. Boba Fett. Well, Boba Fett's going to be in it, but I love Boba Fett. Um, my most anticipated game of 2015 is Rise of the Tomb Raider. Uh, Tomb Raider was almost my game of the year last year. I had so much fun with that game, and I think you can only you can only you can hope that they'll only do better with this one. That like, and, and the first one was nearly flawless. So yeah, I really hope they don't fuck up the, the second one. But and she's so pretty, and she's like the, you know, the hottest video game character, and that's mm. all that matters. That's it. There's my three most anticipated games of two thousand fifteen. Bing, bing, bing. shabby. Fish. Uh, number three is going to be Halo 5 colon Guardians. Because <laughs> I love the Arbiter. I think that... I loved Halo 2. I didn't much care for Halo 1. Um, but I feel like the Arbiter is the first character in that game. Whereas, like, in the first game, you have, you know, you have Master Chief, you have... Who is just kind of your agency within that world. Like, he doesn't know anything, you don't know anything, you're kind of exploring everything together. You've got Cortana, who's kind of a character, and then everyone else who you probably you probably couldn't even name. Um, but, like, the Arbiter was the first General character... General Grievous. Yeah, General <laughs> Grievous. Um, the Arbiter was the first character that felt like he existed outside of that game. And, like, I loved... I That was... He, he's my favorite character in that universe, and the fact that he's going to be back for Halo 5 uh, excites the shit out of me. And, you know, I've just I've been playing through all the games with my wife, co-op, and so, like, I'm just looking forward to playing through Halo 5 co-op with her. Uh, my number two game is Silent Hills, because I fucking love Silent Hill, and I have not played PT, but everyone says it's the fucking scariest thing they've ever played, and, like, yeah. I'm almost, like, I'm on the I'm on the verge of, like, buying a PS4 just for that. Um, so, yeah, Silent Hills. And then my number one is Overwatch. I played a shit ton of it at BlizzCon. Um, it's first-person shooter, but it has all the, like, uh, League of Legends, Dota, what do they call uh, the MOBA hooks in it. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. And I'm, and I'm right so now. excited for that, because I had, we had so much fun playing it, and, like, I can't wait to spend hundreds of dollars on skins and <laughs> bullshits just so I can play more of that game. Is that the all one right. where it was sort of, like, cartoony? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's, t- it's, it's Blizzard Presents Team Fortress. Yeah, Blizzard Prevents yeah. Team Fortress with MOBA elements. Yeah, that looked cool. And a Pixar vibe. And a Pixar vibe. Yeah. All right. Skipping over Dave. Dave didn't give us any anticipated, did he? No. He's no, his waiting. most anticipated no. game is The Witness. I made that up. I don't know. <laughs> I believed you. Watch Dogs right. 2. <laughs> John. The Chicago Hills. 
<laughs> the, the mountains of Chicago. He's looking for the next four to the next Kim Kardashian game, whatever, whatever it is. <laughs> Who isn't? <laughs> Uh, my uh, number three most anticipated is name to be determined because the trademark is on hold Overwatch. Okay. Um, oh, I see. As what well, you did there. Clever, yeah. Clever girl. Threw <laughs> <laughs> a little news in there. Um, but yeah, for the same reasons. I mean, I, I loved everything I saw, except I didn't play it yet. But um, should be able to get a taste pretty soon because they said it's closer than we think. Well, the beta is in in a couple weeks, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's before so, the end of the month. Um, so I'd coming. like to commend John on giving us news when we don't need news. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> John. Um, my number two most anticipated, uh, even though it's probably going to get pushed to 2016, is The Division. Ah, uh, yeah. Listen, after all they've done, yeah. like, yeah. after in Watch Dogs, May. after Unity, like, how many times do, how many nails do you need in your balls before you're like, you know what, Ubisoft, <laughs> I'm going to wait this one out, see how we do. I don't I know, this, this it's like the, if you buy an Xbox one. one, you get this golden ticket of expectation. <laughs> <laughs> this the is the only one, though, on like, I, list, and I took it off. Yeah, I, I mean, this is the only one that I've actually seen something different in... Something that I've been really following since the beginning. Just um, because they what, haven't John... shown you the towers doesn't mean yeah, the towers say... aren't in there. I was like, guess what? There You're are towers the in that fucking driving game. Yeah. That's, uh, but I, I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't... My friends have to cover me while I scale a tower. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't anticipating like any of the Assassin's Creed games to this level or anything. You know, it's like, oh, cool, another Assassin's Creed. We'll check it out when it comes out. But I must have been you know, the only one that I've yeah, so, so did I think I'm more anticipating them. seeing how it comes out versus anticipating playing what the hopes are. Right. Uh, and then my number one anticipated is Rise of the Tomb, colon, Raider. Ah, colon, Raiders. Good ah, choice. yes. Yes. Colon, Raider. The colon, Raider. That's the one. But that's yeah, that's going to be hopefully awesome. Crazy. One reason to get an Xbox, because that's going to come out yeah, first. Exclusive. For time, for time. Timed. Is that they always like to drop right the word "timed" that... lately. They're like, it's an exclusive on Xbox. Paraphrase: timed. <laughs> for a, a time. Um, all right, Fraser. Mm, okay, you know what? Third is a little bit. I've just been making dynamic changes. You know, my, uh, my you've, been, was... you've been listening to us and like, oh, oh, yes, no. Well, I have. I never researched this one, so I, I'm doing it on the fly. Really, it was going to. I, I did have down Rainbow Six colon Siege. Um, every I'm one of thinking... these games is a bad porn title. Cut every me every single line. one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Rainbow which, Six. Which, which I'm, I'm keen to see if it's going to work. I, the, the, the slow down. Or, I mean, I, I really liked Rainbow Six Vegas. I really liked yeah. a lot of the Rainbow Six games. I loved Rainbow Six Vegas, and the pace of those games suits me now in my old age. <laughs> you know, I haven't got call of duty in my blood as much as i did before i just can't handle it i can't handle the fast pace of halo multiplayer i mean that's why playing you know that's why i think a lot of us enjoy things like destiny where you can play with friends you know mm-hmm. against a common common enemy and you don't have to worry about your kill death ratio against well, some we're old we get lonely right well, no absolutely um so zynga's uh, first person shooters with friends so something <laughs> so something calculated like rainbow six where you're taking your time and trying you know um, that could that could be good. It's possible it could get ousted by by Tomb Raider. There's a bit of a battle going on there on my list. Um, second, I have uh, the Legend of Zelda for the Wii U. Mm-hmm. Um, from the is that 2015? That is that, that is what they kept saying. Yeah, we'll see. It's not. Uh, but, yeah, okay. 
yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. But, you know, I've always got time for a, a Legend of Zelda game, um, particularly, you know, one that's hitting um, high def for the first time. From what it I've does seen, look in, in real, amazing. in real, you know, so we'll, we'll see. Um, and then uh, my other one is Metal Gear Solid Phantom Pain. I do want that. Nice. I've just, you know, I, I watched, I don't know if anybody's watched the gameplay where the devs are talking you through, where he does the assault on the forest with, um, oh, what's her name? Um, Shadow or something like that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, you know, there's loads of really cool things in there. Really cool things in there. And she, you send her off and she's sniping and doing stuff. And you and you look through your binoculars and she gives you the old thumbs up and winks at you in the <laughs> distance. Just all of it looks absolute class. And Brilliant. then right at the end, the guy just says, there's a helicopter attacking him. And he says, well, I wonder what you can do in this in this situation. And I don't know how he indicates to Shadow. I think, no, her name's not Shadow, is it? It's something like that, though. It's something to do with not being able to speak. Mute, anyway, mute, silence. mime. <laughs> I can't remember. We'll come up with it anyway. And um, he throws the grenade up in the air, and she shoots it with a sniper rifle. Shoots the grenade into the helicopter. I was just like, done, sold, sold, nice. sold, 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 sold. But here's the thing, phrase. I don't, I don't understand how you're gonna play. Like, because when I when I when I finished through when I played through Metal Gear Solid Four, that game was like 14 hours long. But you remove the cutscenes, and like, it's that's, like three hours. <laughs> that's like that's like a yeah, that's like a short movie. A video game. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. But there is, there is, I, I, you know, I don't know how to answer it. You're right. But, because you don't watch the cutscenes like at all, right? Um, or did you? Did you watch yeah, the cutscenes? No, there's a difference between watching cutscenes and taking them in. Um, <laughs> that's fair. I'm absolutely 100% guilty of not giving a shit about stories. Um, well, but, and you've um, chosen the right game for it because those stories are so fucking batshit insane that like. Well, I, you know that you, may be it. Just from the early days, I've just given up. You know, there's just too much to take I in mean, with those. But it's just it's interesting to hear you say that that's your most anticipated, given that you don't give a shit about the story. Because I feel like that's the driving force. That's why most of us still stick around with those games because we're just like, Jesus Christ, what is he going to do next? Like, right. you know. But like for you to say, I don't care about the story. I just want to play the game. I think that I don't. I think that's really cool. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just he's just he's he's, he's a he's, tremendous he, designer. He's just he a tremendous sits designer. there like um, Miyamoto or whatever it is, whoever's doing the Zelda games. Mm-hmm. You know, pro- you know, producing these complete labors of love. You know, there's tons of fan service in there. There's tons of innovation. Everything's done well. You know, clever use of the hardware where they need to do it. It's it's just. I'm I, probably more like a, you know, let's see what they can do. It right. might be good, it might not be good. Who knows? But let's see what they're going to bring. Awesome. Thank you, Fraser. All right. Mine, number three, is Metal Gear Solid The Phantom Pain. Ooh, snap. Ooh, look at that. You've done this. Um, all the reasons you say, Fraser, except I will be paying attention to the story. Um, you say that now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> seven hours of cutscenes will beat you to death. Forty-eight hours of Big Mama sidecar action later, <laughs> not not so much. Um, Those are big uh, words, Pendlebury. <laughs> uh, so yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, Kojima just never fails to impress me, regardless of what he's working on. It's always impressive to me in some way or other. Um, every Metal Gear Solid game I've ever played has been uh, simultaneously. Um, 
triple-A excellence and just nonsense that really has no place being in any kind of video game that would charge you 60 bucks, right? Just always those two things at all times. Um, and there's a very singular identity with Metal Gear Solid games that I don't think you get with other games. It's like it could very easily, if, they, if you changed one or two elements in any of the MGS games, um, and it would be generic stealth action game. But he always manages to make it stand out and be just exceptional in its own way, every single time. And it looks like this is going to be the same. From everything I've seen, I'm not sure what the Ground Zeroes gambit was. Um, who knows? I, was it just a stopgap? Was it part of the marketing? Was it part of the game? I don't know. don't really care. It was fun for what it was, and I'm still looking forward to 5. So, um, yeah, that's number 3. And it's her name tank. is her name is Quiet. Oh, <laughs> that's good. It's very good, Kojima. Thank you. No, the uh, Ground Zeroes is like the tanker level of Metal Gear Solid. You remember? <laughs> like it's like it's the level where you're, we're going to give this to you instead of just making it at the beginning of the game, we'll give it to you as a twenty dollars demo. Right. That's true. Minus Naked Raid. Um, two. Um, Star Wars: A Battlefront. The, nice. the Battlefront, yeah. I love Star Wars Battlefront. I lo- almost as much loved Star Wars Battlefront 2. Um, didn't like the hero element, but as far as like a pure, I love Star Wars, I want to be in Star Wars, I want to run around as a stormtrooper with a hundred other stormtroopers just doing objective-based stuff in a big team game. Loved it. Um, this one, I just, you know... If if Dice does a decent job with this and doesn't completely battlefield for it, everything will be fine. Do we have a date for that yet? No, but oh, I guarantee. Yeah, yeah. I would yeah, say. I, I would say. Hit with a movie. Guarantee. Okay, well, I would say wait six months before you play that one because then it'll be working. <laughs> right, because uh, that's the trouble is that they do have it. They're they're going to. Uh, there's something in that contract that says you need to ship this. Oh yeah. By this well, day. Is this Gotta, is this the Dice L eighteen? Yeah. Yeah, so it's a whole different. Uh, Listen, it's it's not gonna work. <laughs> it's, yeah. Dice has released Dice has released th- uh, two major mo- Battlefield prod or two major online shooters in the last whatever. Whenever Battlefield Three was released and Battlefield Four, uh, and neither of them worked out of the gate. Yeah, I mean this is true. Um, also. What's really important to bear in mind is the lack of any kind of content we've seen, legitimately. We've the seen the planet environments at E3. Well, yeah, yeah, and we saw them playing with toys at, Lu- at Skywalker Ranch. But it is not It is not yet playable. No. Um, that's, that's, so, that's concerning. Yeah. Uh, but if they, if they just manage to capture that, you know, big team battle thing, uh, but have it look good for nowadays, I- I'm all over it. Um... And the number one most anticipated game for 2015 is Batman Arkham Knight. That's a good choice. That was almost on my list. Nice. Um, there are so many I'm looking forward to. There's Zelda, there's The Division, there's whoa, The whoa, Order, whoa, said three. Uncharted. I mean, all of these. <laughs> Mortal Kombat. You know, there's so many that are supposed to hit in 2015. But out of all of those, Batman is my number one. Just I think because he was supposed to hit in 2015. Well, yeah. TBD or 2015. <laughs> Yep. That's going to be good. Uh, I hope so. Um, I I think that they will be hard to press to make it bad, <laughs> given their pedigree. Um, but you never know until you play it. So 
Is this the year that Rocksteady be- gets renamed to Gotham Developers? Um, <laughs> no, this is this is the year that they make moves so that that does not happen, isn't it? No. <laughs> <That's> kind of, <laughs> you think they're just condemned? Warner Brothers are like, oh yeah, no, sure, go ahead and do whatever you want. We don't need you to make any more Batman games. Sure. <laughs> sure, that's what's going to happen, Steve. Yeah. We only need two more. Um, yeah, okay. So that's it. That's all I got. We did I, it! We did, we did it, it, you guys. We made it. Three hours later, we've done just it. Just under three hours. <laughs> Does anybody have a prediction or a wish for 2015? That this fucking podcast would end. <laughs> yeah. There you go. And it's 2015. <laughs> well, oh, your wish oh, is wish. I'm glad you took the bait. <laughs> Harsh, but fair. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, thank you guys for coming on and sharing this time with us. No, it's thanks always, for having us. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Never sure. Thank um, you for inviting us into your home. Oh, you're welcome. Just I'm sorry sure about you, uh, the couch. Yeah, you should be. You should sorry, be. Dave threw up on you know what, can I just, uh, I'm just going to chip in there. I know Wyatt May sent us an email. He sent it to both of us. I think he sent it yeah. to, to Game Punches and he sent it to, to Bullshot. It's quite the question. I think we're going to have to just def- right. defer that until we come back on the next episode, Wyatt. So Yeah, if you guys answer that here, we'll answer it there and then we'll compare notes. There you go. All right. Okay, that's what we'll do. All right. Good deal. Um, John, do you want to do the, the sign shot? Well, I was, you, you get your turn. Hang on. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> John, do our stuff real quick, and then we'll we'll let our our yeah. guests. Cool. Out. So we uh, we're on Twitter at Game Punchers Pod. I'm at John Lavalley, J O N L A V A L L E E. I am at Chambango, C H A M B A N G O. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. No strike. No stroke that time. <laughs> <laughs> Toast. Colon Battlefront. <laughs> <laughs> You want a four-hour podcast? Because that's how you get a four-hour <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yes, it is. Have we talked about Destiny yet? <laughs> we really should. I am at Fraser Moo, F-R-A-S-E-R-M-O-O. Uh, we have a website. It's GamePunchers.com. Email is GamePunchersPod at gmail.com. And you can get us on iTunes. Leave us a rating or a review because it helps. All right. Uh, bull punchers, bull shot folks. Do you want to do your stuff? Give me a shout out. Listen, listen to Bullshot. We did it nine times in 2014. <laughs> So and three of them came out in one day. It's easy to catch up because you can listen to a year's worth of bullshit in one train ride. You want to give uh, us some uh, tweeters? I'm on Twitter uh, at Jim Plackey, P-L-A-C-H-Y. Uh, I am at the Jesus Fish, spelled like it sounds. Are we going to share that? private, days? so you have to ask permission. Yeah, you have to ask permission to follow me. It's because I'm so horribly racist that I don't want the whole world to see. That's understandable. So what about Dave? Are you going to be at Dave's? Uh, Dave is at Dave Thulu. It's like Cthulhu except with Dave, Dave. at the front. <laughs> All right, cool. It's like and- Cthulhu, but worse. <laughs> <laughs> and you can follow their podcast account at Bullshot Podcast. Yes. See, look, yeah, John's so much better at this. Like, There was a time where, like, you know, we were the podcast, and you guys were the up-and-comers, but I think that, uh... That there was a time have... when you guys uh, used to give tor- a shit. That, tor- that torch has been passed and burned us down. <laughs> we used the torch to destroy us. <laughs> no, I think... I, 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 love, I love Game Punchers. I listen to it every week. Except we for the weeks that I miss that. it, and then I have to catch up. Except for the week that we don't do one. <laughs> yeah. There's always that week. Uh, you're gonna keep doing, uh, bullshots, though, right? Oh, yeah. 
every yes, every do. now and again when we feel when we feel the need to talk. I mean, like you guys see the thing is you guys care, like you guys put together a production. Well, easy now. Well, here, but the reality is, I call fucking Placky on Skype and we talk about video games for two hours, and sometimes Dave's there. Like, and that's and that's that's our podcast. Whereas you guys are like, we have songs for shit. Like, we don't, we barely have songs. I, the hardest part every week of, or every time I'm doing a bull shot is figuring out what I'm gonna use for an extra uh, ex, uh, exit music. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Yeah, can you send me the um, the bull shot intro? See, he does care. Oh, see, look, he does care. Yes, I can send that. To you. I'll put. I'm gonna Excellent. put. I'm gonna put this and um, and that on, on on my Dropbox, and I'll send you a link. Don't, I will oh, say yeah, I will say every things. Wednesday. All right, okay. Well, stop spoiling the magic. All right. That's... Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Dropboxes. I mean, this this baby's ready to go. Let's hit. Is there a publish button on Skype? I am the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> I will say every Wednesday. We're never sure if we're doing an episode until about eight thirty. That's <laughs> generally when it comes together. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right, yeah, so thank you, everybody, for listening. We always appreciate it. And uh, I guess until next time... Wizard! Wizard! Wizard. Wizard! Say wizard, Blackie. Oh, wizard! Wizard! (laughs) There you go! (laughs) (laughs)